With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. See the picture. But I would like to explain how I got there. So here we go. So December 18th, I get a text. Uh, Or I see a text. I was unaware I even received this text. But I had a text sent to me on December 1st, 2021. But I didn't see it for two weeks. You never, you ever get somebody to text you something, but you don't, you don't see it. But when you go to text this person later, you notice you didn't answer a text from yeah. several weeks ago. This is what happened. And this came from a very reputable, trusting MD, in my opinion, that I've grown to know and love. This MD sent me a text. Uh, now, Unless someone said something to you, Scott, you have no idea what I'm about to tell you, do you? I still don't know. I'm ready to re- reach into the screen here, grab me and say, please, give it to me. All right, so here we go. So it all starts with a text. And this text, I know this guy was meant to send me a text totally unrelated to COVID. I just knew he was, he was told by God to send me this text because God knew what I was going to do with this text and that it was going to send me off on a four-month non-stop and I'm not kidding when I say I can't sleep and I'm just driven non-stop to research this one topic it has just completely unfolded the entire plot of COVID-19 the whole thing based off of a text that had nothing to do with COVID-19 this MD which by the way you also know but I don't want to give out his name because he hasn't said he's ready to have people know this he sent me a text and this was the text Scott it was hey doc if you got bit by a rattlesnake would you go to a hospital and get anti-venom? And I remember seeing this text on December 18th that was sent to me on December 1st. And I remember thinking, what a random text. Now, you know, by now it's been 18 days. I'm figuring he really doesn't need a response now. So I didn't respond to it. All I did was sit there and think, why did this guy send this to me? In the timing of it, why did he send this to me? Uh, So I'm going to tell you why he sent it to me. Because I know why he sent it. If I asked you, Scott McKay, if you got bit by a rattlesnake, would you go to a hospital and get antivenom? What would you say? I'd do what I'm taught. Yeah, absolutely. Of course you would. This is why he sent me the text so that I would go like this. Of course I would. In my head immediately, I was like, of course, doctor, I would do that. And that's what he wanted me to realize is that I was okay doing that. Except he was trying to set up a conversation. I just didn't see it. So that conversation never happened. So Here I am all by myself reading this text all of a sudden when I went to send him a text privately, only to see his last text. And Scott, it changed my whole life. So what I realized then was I had to find out why it is this guy wanted me to know this. Now, the truth is this doctor, I am aware, has been treating COVID-19 patients, 100% of them successfully, using a drug therapy called monoclonal antibodies. Have you heard about monoclonal antibodies, Scott McKay, with COVID-19 and early treatment? I have, but I don't know exactly what they are. So maybe okay. you can tell the audience. Yeah, that's okay. I didn't either, other than the fact that I knew monoclonal antibodies, this is how it wraps up, okay? For me, all of a sudden, I realized I have been talking about monoclonal antibodies, but only because when Anthony Fauci said that remdesivir is the only drug we can use to treat against COVID, 
He said it was proven safe and effective against the Ebola virus in Africa in a trial a year before the pandemic started. And I have ripped this research study apart and have made the whole world know that it actually was figured out in that study to be the least effective and the most deadly drug in that trial. Mm -hmm. Scott, there was four drugs in that trial. So when I say I've been talking about monoclonal antibodies from the beginning, it's only because in that Ebola trial, it was remdesivir being compared to three experimental monoclonal antibodies. That was it. And all of the three monoclonal antibodies had better outcomes than remdesivir. So I, every time I'll get up in front of an audience and I would put up the tables from this chart and I would go, look, if you had remdesivir and these three monoclonal antibodies to pick from, which Regeneron is one of those that was in that study that was being used very successfully by this doctor and other doctors all over Florida until recently when the government banned the use of monoclonal antibodies, Regeneron was in that Ebola trial. So I used to say, and Regeneron actually had the best outcomes of the four drugs against Ebola. And I, I will stand up in front of an audience and I will go, if you only had one, these four drug options, which one would you have picked? Well, everyone in the audience says they would have picked Regeneron, this monoclonal antibody. Well, everybody would have, except for Anthony Fauci. So all I knew is it had better outcomes of Ebola. This is why I talk about monoclonal antibodies. But this guy sent me this text, and I know he did, this medical doctor did. Would I go to a hospital if I got bit by a rattlesnake and get antivenom? The reason why he sent me this text is, I didn't know this, Scott. Did you know antivenom is actually monoclonal antibodies? No, I thought, I was, I, I, I thought it was dilute, diluted venom, like highly diluted venom. I really never knew, honestly. No, I, I had, actually, from the text, I had to go figure out. I knew that the doctor knew my answer was immediately going to be, of course, I would go get antivenom. That's a weird question. When I said it was unrelated to COVID, it was totally unrelated to COVID, except I know this guy loves monoclonal antibodies and has found them to be very successful. The reason why he sent me this text was I went on InfoWars with host Kate Daly like a week or two earlier, and I was bad-mouthing monoclonal antibodies because of six research studies I had seen wow. that said monoclonal antibodies were derived from cancer cells of the spleen from pigs. And I was like, why would we use cancer cell stuff for treating COVID? What's the long-term ramifications? This is what I was talking about on InfoWars with Kate Daly. Only to know this doctor sent me this text. Now I realized why he sent me the text. He finds monoclonal body antibodies work against COVID in his facilities, and it's being used successfully around the country. I was talking bad about monoclonal antibodies, so he was wanting me to realize that I actually would use monoclonal antibodies when he asked me the question, hey, doc, if you got bit by a rattlesnake, mm. would you go get antivenom at a hospital? The answer in my head was yes. But I didn't know antivenom was actually monoclonal antibodies. It's actually two forms of antibodies. They call them monoclonal antibodies or polyclonal antibodies. Do you know how they get venom, antivenom from venom? They take venom from a snake and inject it into a horse. And then they extract the blood from the horse as the horse produces antibodies against the venom. And then they extract those antibodies. They're called monoclonal antibodies and polyclonal antibodies. And that's antivenom, just so you know. I did not know this. However, Scott, my brain works insanely different than most people, and ever since I was a kid, I've known it. People have called me weird my whole life because when, I, when a concept comes up into my brain, I will evaluate it everywhere linearly 
Like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Like, it does that all day long. Every day, all day. Well, when I say God told this guy to send me that text, he did. Because immediately what I realized was uh, I had to find out what antivenom was. I learned that it's monoclonal antibodies. Then I had this realization. All of a sudden, I started asking myself, if monoclonal antibodies are antivenom and it works against COVID-19, is it possible? Let me just think about it this way. I've already come to the realization like Steve Kirsch, who was just on stage with me in Pennsylvania. To the audiences, we both said, no matter what the CDC says, do the opposite. Whatever the FDA says, do the opposite. Whatever the NIH says in relationship to COVID, do the opposite. And this is true for monoclonal antibodies. They have continued to say monoclonal antibodies don't work. They continue to say don't do anything until you get really sick, then go to a hospital and get on remdesivir and get vented. So I started to realize there's probably truth that the monoclonal antibodies slash antivenom are actually beneficial to COVID-19. And the feds know it, the federal health agencies. Because so all of a sudden I started realizing I probably was wrong in my InfoWars interview that monoclonal antibodies work. And this is why the federal government doesn't let you use them and then punishes doctors if they do, because it works. Okay. So then I realized I had to change my view of monoclonal antibodies. By the way, I'm not always right. I'm just going to tell you I'm right about this. There is 100% certainty I am right about this. In fact, I'm so certain that is why Zev Zelenko has gotten intel that I'm number one on their hit list this week. Okay? This is why. Because they know I'm ready to talk after all my months of research. All right, so this is how it went for me. You ready? It went like this. What is antivenom from this text? It all started with the text. And then I realized antivenom is monoclonal antibodies. And then I realized the federal government doesn't want you using monoclonal antibodies because they work. And then I started thinking, that's interesting. If monoclonal antibodies are known to be antivenom for horses, I mean, for humans who get bit by snakes, this is not a joke. God knew my brain was going to do this. Uh, Well, if the federal government doesn't want you using monoclonal antibodies because they work, uh, what's the likelihood that COVID-19, the source of COVID-19, actually comes from snakes? And monoclonal antibodies is the antivenom to the venom from snakes. So, Scott, this is not a joke. Within about 45 minutes, as my brain's working out the antivenom is monoclonal antibodies, monoclonal antibodies work, I need to change my view on monoclonal antibodies and go look at it. I went online to find out, was there any initial reporting, possibly, that the origin of SARS-CoV-2 came from snakes? And I knew, Scott McKay, I'm not joking, I knew that if I found it to be true, all I had to do was look and see is if there was any evidence of it being reported in the media. Was it fact-checked immediately? Okay? Fact-checkers, their job is to actually take truth that's being purported, reported, and to swing the narrative away from that fact mm-hmm. and check it back to the narrative they want you to hear. Mm-hmm. Do you believe the media is controlled? 100%. It is 100% controlled. So this is what I knew. This is not a joke. My brain went like this. Oh, my God, if uh, monoclonal antibodies are antivenom and the federal health agencies don't want you using antivenom, is that because COVID-19 might have a venom source? Oh, my God, Scott, and everyone watching this, go look. January 2020, scientists from China all over the place were reporting three sources 
are possible from the genetic sequencing from the people who got sick in Wuhan. Three. It was either bats, snakes, or pegolins. And I've never, ever heard this, Scott, ever. Never knew it. Never had it referenced. This is all on December 18th, 2021 for me. So I'm like, oh, my God. The very first article I pulled up, by the way, it says immediately to the right where the author's name and publication date is, it says fact-checked. And then it gives the name of the person that fact-checked it. It was on the same day they published it. They start deflecting fact-checkers all over the world were, were checking, fact-checking, fact-checking, snakes could be the source of coronavirus. Okay? Fact-checker, fact-checker, fact-checker. They all wanted to spin it back to bats. Now, try to find a fact-checker that's ever fact-checked bats. They haven't. They've continued to let this narrative run because they don't want you to know the actual source of COVID-19, Scott McKay, and the rest of the world is snake venom. In fact, in January of 2020, a research scientist group in, in India, I'm sorry, in India, in China, they figured out that the actual codon usage bias, which means the genetic origin of SARS-CoV-2 is most like the common crate snake and the king cobra snake. Not bats. Its origin most is genetically king cobra and the, and the common crate snake from India. Isn't it, it is, true, isn't it true, Doc? that even like one of the, the, the issues with being bitten by a snake when it's venomous is like respiratory, immediate respiratory issues, you have a hard time breathing. Is that not accurate? Oh my God. You were so right, Scott McCain. Oh all right. God. So all I wanted to know was, is it true that people found this? And is it true? Now they kept saying in these research studies, it's genetic sequence is very similar to bats, but it is most like and most similar to snakes. Uh, now, you just have to understand, we're like two years into this pandemic, and no one's been talking about this. I mean, like nobody. I, I had no idea that a question about antivenom was going to take me here, okay? So then it was, is it possible then, holy crap, you've got this crate snake, crates, everybody pay attention to crates. Crates and king cobras are the actual genetic sequencing and source for all of COVID-19. And I'm going to say it again, all of covid 19 is snake venom. They're using peptides, which are small compounds found in venom of the common crate snake and the king cobra to poison you and then call it a respiratory virus. Holy it shit. isn't a virus. And then I wanted to know, is there any... That's why they can't produce the sample, right? That's, That's why exactly they can... why they can't Nobody produce the in the sample. world. Nobody in the world has produced a sample COVID virus. There is not one on the planet because there can't be one because it's something completely different. Holy shit. Exactly right. All right, so they are poisoning you with snake venom. I just want you to know, monoclonal antibodies, they know works against this because it's antivenom. So that's what they use to stop the venom. It is the king cobra and the common crate snake venom that they're using. And I am convinced after all my research, this is not a joke. It took me like this. I was like, okay, well, if that's true, did anyone sequence it? Oh, my God. In April of 2020, some French scientists published their findings that the spike protein from SARS-CoV-2 is actually most genetically identical, not a joke, to the common crate snake and the king cobra snake. 
in April of 2020. They also went on to say that it almost, it almost certainly mimics and looks a lot like the rabies virus. But I just have to tell you, it ain't the virus. I'm just going to tell you, in, on, in the Wall Street Journal, February 2020, the very next month after January 2020, while the world is fact-checking that snakes could be the source, there's an author by the name of Zimmerman at the Wall Street Journal who publishes an article titled, The Latin Symbolism of the Name of the Pandemic. And he says that it's significant. Now, you have to understand this was actually printed in the Wall Street Journal. He actually says that the name of the pandemic is significant. And there's one thing in common among all world leader organizations like the UN, the WHO, FDA, CDC. They're all trying to name this new pandemic. And he says there's only one word that's in common with all the names being suggested, and that name is virus, right? Coronavirus, COVID-19 virus, every single organization agrees with the word virus. And then he goes on to say in the same article, February 2020, that the original historical definition of the word virus actually means venom. No shit. Now, so every time you see the word virus, just insert the name venom. Now, now, when I say everything is actually related to venom from snakes, all of it is. Now, what's interesting is, is no one fact-checked that Wall Street Journal article. They should have fact-checked that because he says the word virus is actually traditionally and historically means venom. Yeah, no kidding. All right. Now, Holy. everything related to COVID is actually related to snake venom. All of it. Now, the crazy thing about this is, I actually tell my wife from time to time, what's it going to be like when I'm asked to go speak at medical societies now? What's it going to be like when doctors that are on these circuits with me who constantly quote research about viruses, they're going to be like thinking I'm like this crazy weirdo conspiracy guy. I'm thinking the same thing. How do you go up against a guy that prescribes HCQ, ivermectin, zinc, and and uh, whatever else, the third one, fourth one, is how, and it's, it's shown to be effective. How do you explain that? Yeah, check this out. Let me just show you something. I get the feeling this is treatment is also tied to venom. <laughs> no way. Okay. All right. So I just want you to know that when I say everything, I'm just going to show you. There's a reason why from the very beginning that the FDA, the NIH, particularly the NIH, continue to say you cannot use hydroxychloroquine. You cannot use hydroxychloroquine. You cannot use hydroxychloroquine. You cannot use hydroxychloroquine. I have a research study right here that actually from 1993, you know how long they've been doing this research, 1993, the title, Inhibition of Plasmodium Phallosteperium Phospholipis Lipase A2 by chloroquine. And they proved that phospholipase A2 which is an enzyme found to be created in the human body by snake venom, is inhibited by hydroxychloroquine no, and chloroquine. Oh, no, it even gets better. They do it all the time. Yeah. Oh, you want to know why the FDA said? Why the FDA said in May of 2020, nobody can now sell N-acetylcysteine? You want to know why? Because they've known that N-acetylcysteine since 2011. Read the title of this out loud. Inhibition of hemorrhagic activity of viper venom by N-acetylcysteine envenomation. N-acetylcysteine. 
They're now making it hard to get. They're now making oh, yeah. NAC hard to get. I got a bunch I ran out of, and I'm, I got to need more, and it's making, they're make, making it hard to get now. Yep. This actual term, acetylcholine esterase. We know that the actual SARS-CoV-2 binds to acetylcholine esterase, an ACE2 inhibitor. Remember all that term, ACE2, ACE2? Look at this, anti-malarials. Anti-malarials inhibit human erythrocyte membrane acetylcholine esterase. Look at the date, 2005. Oh, no way. They've known hydroxychloroquine and chloroquine and ivermectin, which are anti-malarial drugs. They know that these drugs block the poison venom, cobra snake, and the crate snake. They've known it this whole time. That's why they don't want you to use it. NAC is protective against the blood clotting factors of the common crate snake and other vipers. This is why they don't want you using it. Oh, it's every aspect, every single aspect of this COVID-19 can be linked back to snake venom, all of it. This is actually in Science Direct. I just want to show this. Chapter 16, just a while ago. Chemical and biological warfare in antiquity. Snake venom is one of the most original bioweapons that we know of, really. This is a bioweapon. That's because it's biological. It comes from snakes. They figured out how to isolate certain peptides from snake venom that specifically target organs in the body, like the pancreas of people who are diabetic, the heart of people who have heart inflammation or triggers or genetics, lung tissue issues, and uh, liver toxicity and kidney toxicity, brain issues, they're targeting them. This has all been an orchestrated plan. When you hear about gain-of-function testing, it's not about putting a virus on a or a spike protein on a fat. The term spike protein is actually proteins from venom, and it's not even being spread by the air. Uh, the, the whole idea of mask is ridiculous because they're not doing it through the air. How are they doing it? What's the delivery system? You're actually drinking it. They are water? putting water? synthetic venom in the water I and knew they're targeting it. your community. I freaking knew it. When we talked weeks ago, and I was, like, throwing some stuff out, and I'm like, it's in the water. You didn't, you didn't acknowledge it at all. They're putting this shit in the water supply. There is a reason why the CDC right now just said they're going to increase their water testing sites in cities around America from 400 testing sites in 37 cities to 647. They are doing it through the water. You're drinking it. There's already studies from 2015 and 2005 where they got animals, rats, to drink venom from a cobra in their water. And they all developed a cytokine storm in the lungs. Sound familiar? Does it sound familiar? Oh. That's SARS-CoV-2. Just so you know, they also knew that uh, the receptors on the brainstem that the snake venom attacks to suppress respiration has nothing to do with your lungs with breathing, like breathing in something into your lungs. It's in your brainstem. They're called nicotinic acetylcholine receptors. And the venom binds to that, these nicotine receptors in your brain, that control your diaphragm's ability to breathe. This is why doctors had such a hard time addressing a lung disease, a respiratory virus. It wasn't a respiratory virus. It was a respiratory venom. And when you drank it, it got into your brainstem, suppressed your diaphragm's ability to contract, and now you can't breathe. Your oxygen level goes down. This is how snakes kill their prey particularly vipers. Now, what's very crazy is in the beginning, anybody paying attention to COVID-19, they actually said, 
around the world, not in America, around the world, they were reporting that the people who had SARS-CoV-2 that ended up in hospitals, the least demographic represented in hospitalized COVID-19 patients worldwide was smokers. They found less than 5% of all people were smokers that were all in hospitals around the country. And they started reporting on this idea that maybe SARS-CoV-2 attacks the nicotine receptors in the brain. And smokers, because they take in nicotine all the time, nicotine's binding to that and blocking SARS-CoV-2 virus implication or reception at those sites in their brainstem. Holy crap. Do you know what our FDA, NIH, and CDC did as soon as these hospitals started reporting this idea around the world? They actually flat out came out and said there's no better time than now in the first six months of the pandemic to quit smoking. Everyone needs to quit smoking. Oh. Our FDA, NIH, and CDC lied to everybody. They said it's the best time to quit smoking because smokers, they said, represent the highest hospitalized group of all people in America for COVID-19. That was not true. They knew that if they continued to smoke, it wasn't working because nicotine was binding to the actual receptors and it was protective. There are studies out of France that already supported this notion in April of 2020 that we could use nicotine to protect against COVID-19. Why? Because the nicotinic receptors of the brainstem of all humans and mammals is what's most affected to release and cause respiratory paralysis from the snake venom of common crate snakes and the king cobra. It's how it kills you. Let me tell you something. This is actually remarkable to the point where I'm sitting here, my head spinning, because there's something that I can validate concerning the receptors of the spike proteins on the brainstem. You know, we, I got hit with a couple of attacks last year, uh, energy weapons, whatever else was coming at me. One hospitalized me late in the fall. We were on tour. So I had never been able to fully recover. And um, so different types of scale or treatments I've been going through. And one of these, uh, I won't bring his name up, but he's extremely out of there to get in my car. Normally I walk upstairs. I'm like, yeah, I'm really out of shape. It wasn't being out of shape. It's because my brainstem was loaded with this stuff. There's an instant change. Yep, you're absolutely right. So when I when, let's go a little bit further into this oh, because as I do more and more interviews to expose everything, <laughs> there's so much documentation, it's unreal. So we're going to spend about an hour going through all of this. So I just want people to be aware there's a reason why. This is not a joke. There's a reason why they told you you can't use hydroxychloroquine or chloroquine. That's because it was proven since 2005 to block crate and king cobra venom from, a, from affecting ACE2 receptors and phospholipase A2 receptors that are actually the cause for everything related to COVID. Now, this is or what they call COVID. Uh, in fact, uh, it's going to be kind of hard because it's a whole bunch of information, so I'm going to try to stay here on track. They keep telling you not to use zinc, and zinc doesn't work. King cobra venom attacks its second primary target to the venom from snakes. So, Scott, this is not a joke. Within about 45 minutes, as my brain's working out this anti-venom is monoclonal antibodies, monoclonal antibodies work. I need to change my view on monoclonal antibodies and go look at it. I went online to find out, was there any initial reporting, possibly, that the origin of SARS-CoV-2 came from snakes? And I knew, Scott McKay, I'm not joking, I knew that if I found it to be true, all I had to do was look and see is if there was any evidence of it being reported in the media. Was it fact 
checked immediately. Okay? Fact checkers, their job is to actually take truth that's being purported, reported, and to swing the narrative away from that fact Mm -hmm. and check it back to the narrative they want you to hear. Mm -hmm. Do you believe the media is controlled? 100%. It is 100% controlled. So this is what I knew. This is not a joke. My brain went like this. Oh, my God, if uh, monoclonal antibodies are anti-venom and the federal health agencies don't want you using anti-venom, is that because COVID-19 might have a venom source? Oh, my God, Scott, and everyone watching this, go look. January 2020, scientists from China all over the place were reporting three sources are possible from the genetic sequencing from the people who got sick in Wuhan. Three. It was either bats, snakes, or pagolins. And I'd never, ever heard this, Scott, ever. Never knew it. Never had it referenced. This is all on December 18th, 2021 for me. So I'm like, oh, my God. The very first article I pulled up, by the way, it says immediately to the right where the author's name and publication date is, it says fact-checked. And then it gives the name of the person that fact-checked it. It was on the same day they published it. They start deflecting fact-checkers all over the world were, were checking, fact-checking, fact-checking, snakes could be the source of coronavirus. Okay? Fact-checker, fact-checker, fact-checker. They all wanted to spin it back to bats. Now, try to find a fact-checker that's ever fact-checked bats. They haven't. They've continued to let this narrative run because they don't want you to know The actual source of COVID-19, Scott McKay, and the rest of the world, is snake venom. In fact, in January of 2020, a research scientist group in in India, I'm sorry, in India, in China, they figured out that the actual codon usage bias, which means the genetic origin of SARS-CoV-2, is most like the common crate snake, and the king cobra snake. Not bats. Its origin most is genetically king cobra and the, and the common crate snake from India. Isn't it, it is, true, isn't it true, Doc, that even like one of the, the, the issues with being bitten by a snake when it's venomous is like respiratory, immediate respiratory issues, you have a hard time breathing. Is that not accurate? Oh, my God. You were so right, Scott McCain. All right. So all I wanted to know was, is it true that people found this? And is it true? Now, they kept saying in these research studies, this genetic sequence is very similar to bats, but it is most like and most similar to snakes. Uh, Now, you just have to understand, we're like two years into this pandemic and no one's been talking about this. I mean, like nobody. I I had no idea that a question about antivenom was going to take me here. Okay. So then it was, is it possible then? Holy crap, you've got this crate snake, crates. Everybody pay attention to crates. Crates and king cobras are the actual genetic sequencing and source for all of COVID-19. And I'm going to say it again. All of COVID-19 is snake venom. They're using peptides, which are small compounds found in venom of the common crate snake and the king cobra to poison you and then call it a respiratory virus. Holy it shit. isn't a virus. And then I wanted to know, is there any... That's why they can't produce the sample, right? That's, that's why exactly they can, why they can't nobody produce the in sample. The world, nobody in the world has produced a sample of nobody. 
COVID virus. There is not one on the planet because there can't be one because it's something completely different. Holy shit. Exactly right. All right, so they are poisoning you with snake venom. I just want you to know. Monoclonal antibodies, they know works against this because it's antivenom. So that's what they use to stop the venom. It is the king cobra and the common crate snake venom that they're using. And I am convinced after all my research, this is not a joke, it took me like this. I was like, okay, well, if that's true, did anyone sequence it? Oh, my God. In April of 2020, some French scientists published their findings that the spike protein from SARS-CoV-2 is actually most genetically identical, not a joke, to the common crate snake and the king cobra snake in April of 2020. They also went on to say that it almost, it almost certainly mimics and looks a lot like the rabies virus. But I just have to tell you, it ain't the virus. I'm just going to tell you, in, on, in the Wall Street Journal, February 2020, the very next month after January 2020, while the world is fact-checking that snakes could be the source, there's an author by the name of Zimmerman at the Wall Street Journal who publishes an article titled, The Latin symbolism of the name of the pandemic. And he says that it's significant. Now, you have to understand this was actually printed in the Wall Street Journal. He actually says that the name of the pandemic is significant. And there's one thing in common among all world leader organizations like the UN, the WHO, FDA, CDC, they're all trying to name this new pandemic. And he says there's only one word that's in common with all the names being suggested, and that name is virus, right? Coronavirus, COVID-19 virus, virus. Every single organization agrees with the word virus. And then he goes on to say in the same article, February 2020, that the original historical definition of the word virus actually means venom. No shit. So every time you see the word virus, just insert the name venom. Now, now, when I say everything is actually related to venom from snakes, all of it is. Now, what's interesting is, is no one fact-checked that Wall Street Journal article. They should have fact-checked that because he says the word virus is actually traditionally and historically means venom. Yeah, no kidding. All right. Now, oh. everything related to COVID is actually related to snake venom. All of it. Now, the crazy thing about this is I actually tell my wife from time to time. What's it going to be like when I'm asked to go speak at medical societies now? What's it going to be like when doctors that are on these circuits with me who constantly quote research about viruses, they're going to be like thinking I'm like this crazy weirdo conspiracy guy. I'm thinking the same thing. How do you go up against a guy that prescribes HCQ, ivermectin, zinc, and, and uh, whatever else, the third one, fourth one, is how, and it's, it's shown to be effective. How do you explain that? Yeah, check this out. Let me just show you something. I get the feeling this is treatment is also tied to venom. <laughs> no way. Okay. All right. So I just want you to know that when I say everything, I'm just going to show you. There's a reason why from the very beginning that the FDA, the NIH, particularly the NIH, continue to say you cannot use hydroxychloroquine. You cannot use hydroxychloroquine. You cannot use hydroxychloroquine. You cannot use hydroxychloroquine. I have a research study right here that actually from 1993 – you know how long they've been doing this research? 1993, the title, Inhibition of Plasmodium Phallocepirium Phospholipis Lipase A2 by Chloroquine. And they proved that phospholipase A2 
which is an enzyme found to be created in the human body by snake venom, is inhibited by hydroxychloroquine and chloroquine. Oh, no, it even gets better. They do it all the time. Oh, you want to know why the FDA said? Why the FDA said in May of 2020, nobody can now sell N-acetylcysteine. You want to know why? Because they've known that N-acetylcysteine since 2011. Read the title of this out loud. Inhibition of hemorrhagic activity of viper venom by N-acetylcysteine envenomation. N-acetylcysteine. They're now making it hard to get. They're now making NAC hard to get. I got a bunch I ran out of, and I got to need more, and it's making making it hard to get now. Yep. This actual term, acetylcholine esterase, we know that the actual SARS-CoV-2 binds to acetylcholine esterase, an ACE2 inhibitor. Remember all that term, ACE2, ACE2? Look at this, anti-malarials. Anti-malarials inhibit human erythrocyte membrane acetylcholine esterase. Look at the date, 2005. Oh, no way. They've known hydroxychloroquine and chloroquine and ivermectin, which are anti-malarial drugs. They know that these drugs block the poison venom of the cobra snake and the crate snake. They've known it this whole time. That's why they don't want you to use it. NAC is protective against the blood clotting factors of the common crate snake and other vipers. This is why they don't want you using it. Oh, it's every aspect, every single aspect of this COVID-19 can be linked back to snake venom, all of it. This is actually in Science Direct. I just want to show this. Chapter 16, it's a while ago. Chemical and biological warfare in antiquity. Snake venom is one of the most original bioweapons that we know of, really. This is a bioweapon. That's because it's biological. It comes from snakes. They figured out how to isolate certain peptides from snake venom that specifically target organs in the body, like the pancreas of people who are diabetic, the heart of people who have heart inflammation or triggers or genetics, lung tissue issues, and uh, liver toxicity and kidney toxicity, brain issues, they're targeting them. This has all been an orchestrated plan. When you hear about gain-of-function testing, it's not about putting a virus on a, on a bat or a spike protein on a bat. The term spike protein is actually proteins from venom, and it's not even being spread by the air. Uh, the, the whole idea of mask is ridiculous because they're not doing it through the air. How are they doing it? What's the delivery system? You're actually drinking it. They are water? putting water? synthetic venom in the water I and knew you're targeting it. your community. I freaking knew it. When we talked weeks ago, and I was, like, throwing some stuff out, and I'm like, it's in the water. You didn't, you didn't acknowledge it at all. They're putting this shit in the water supply. There is a reason why the CDC right now just said they're going to oh. increase their water testing sites in cities around America from 400 testing sites in 37 cities to 647. They are doing it through the water. You're drinking it. There's already studies from 2015 and 2005 where they got animals, rats, to drink venom from a cobra in their water. And they all developed a cytokine storm in the lungs. Sound familiar? Does it sound familiar? That's SARS-CoV-2. Just so you know, they also knew that uh, the receptors on the brainstem that the snake venom attacks to suppress respiration has nothing to do with your lungs with breathing, like breathing in something into your lungs. 
It's in your brainstem. They're called nicotinic acetylcholine receptors. And the venom binds to that, these nicotine receptors in your brain, that control your diaphragm's ability to breathe. This is why doctors had such a hard time addressing a lung disease, a respiratory virus. It wasn't a respiratory virus. It was a respiratory venom. And when you drank it, it got into your brainstem, suppressed your diaphragm's ability to contract, and now you can't breathe. Your oxygen level goes down. Does out snakes kill their prey, particularly vipers. Now, what's very crazy is in the beginning, anybody paying attention to COVID-19, they actually said around the world, not in America, around the world, they were reporting that the people who had SARS-CoV-2 that ended up in hospitals, the least demographic represented in hospitalized COVID-19 patients worldwide was smokers. They found less than 5% of all people were smokers that were all in hospitals around the country. And they started reporting on this idea that maybe SARS-CoV-2 attacks the nicotine receptors in the brain. And smokers, because they take in nicotine all the time, nicotine's binding to that and blocking SARS-CoV-2 virus implication or reception at those sites in their brainstem. Holy crap. Do you know what our FDA, NIH, and CDC did as soon as these hospitals started reporting this idea around the world? They actually flat out came out and said there's no better time than now in the first six months of the pandemic to quit smoking. Everyone needs to quit smoking. Our FDA, NIH, and CDC lied to everybody. They said it's the best time to quit smoking because smokers, they said, represent the highest hospitalized group of all people in America for COVID-19. That was not true. They knew that if they continued to smoke, it wasn't working because nicotine was binding to the actual receptors and it was protective. There are studies out of France that already supported this notion in April of 2020 that we could use nicotine to protect against COVID-19. Why? Because the nicotinic receptors of the brainstem of all humans and mammals is what's most affected to release and cause respiratory paralysis from the snake venom of common crate snakes and the king cobra. It's how it kills you. Let me tell you something. This is actually remarkable to the point where I'm sitting here, my head spinning, because there's something that I can validate concerning the receptors of the spike proteins on the brainstem. You know, we, I got hit with a couple of attacks last year, uh, energy weapons, whatever else is coming at me. One hospitalized me late in the fall. We were on tour. So I had never been able to fully recover. And um, so different types of scale or treatments I've been going through. And one of these, uh, I won't bring his name up, but he's extremely out of there to get in my car. Normally I walk upstairs. I'm like, yeah, I'm really out of shape. He wasn't being out of shape. It's because my brainstem was loaded with this stuff. There's an instant change. Yep, you're absolutely right. So when I let's go a little bit further into this because – as I do more and more interviews to expose everything, <laughs> there's so much documentation, it's unreal. So we're going to spend about an hour going through all of this. So I just want people to be aware there's a reason why. This is not a joke. There's a reason why they told you you can't use hydroxychloroquine or chloroquine. That's because it was proven since 2005 to block crate and king cobra venom from, a, from affecting ACE2 receptors and phospholipase A2 receptors that are actually the cause for everything related to COVID. Now, this is or what they call COVID. Uh, in fact, uh, it's gonna be kind of hard because it's a whole bunch of information, so I'm gonna try to stay here on track. They keep telling you not to use zinc and zinc doesn't work. King Cobra venom. 
attacks, its second primary target is all zinc ion channels. The more zinc you have, the less likelihood it can actually affect every cell of your body to lead to death. You need zinc. They don't want you knowing about zinc. But the fact that Zev Zelenko knew about hydroxychloroquine and zinc, he's either really connected or God downloaded into him exactly what was going to protect all of his community. And I choose at this moment to believe the latter, that God has inspired him to yeah. stick with hydroxychloroquine and zinc because these two things have been known for decades to block snake venom. That's what they do. And acetylcysteine, they don't want you using it because the mRNA shots cause blood clots. NAC protects against the blood clotting effect of snake venom. So it's related to the mRNA and the shots. I just want you to know they have been isolating mRNA snake venom from mRNA, wrapping it in nanoparticle hydrogel that you keep hearing about, and then they used a technology called DynaBeads, two little bitty nanoparticles of magnetic metal inside of the nanoparticle hydrogel. And everybody getting these shots, you see these magnetic people, that's DynaBeads. That's the technology that's patented. It is magnetized metal mRNA from snake venom has already been found to be the most stable mRNA in the world among animals. They've actually had it stored since 1984. They did test on it 20 years later to see if it was still active and still detectable. And it is. This is how stable mRNA is from snake venom. The mRNA in the Pfizer and the Moderna shots, the adenovirus in the Johnson & Johnson shot and in the AstraZeneca shot, they are venom isolated mRNA, guaranteed, and I'm going to tell you why they're using it. Number two, just want to let you guys know, I'm going to show you this. This is, when I say all of it is wrapped up in venom, the whole damn plot is. So here we go. Ready? This is actually a study. I'll just show you the study. It was published in Nature Genetics. It's titled The Indian Cobra Reference Genome and Transcriptome Enables Com- comprehensive identification of venom toxin. Now, the data on this is very, very peculiar. You'll find this interesting. They mapped out for 10 years every single toxic gene in cobra venom, this, this research study. It was published, let me just tell you when it was received. It was received in, it's pretty amazing, hold on here. It was received in June of 2019, accepted January 2020, and published. Now, why is this so significant? Okay. (laughs) This study, this study should throw a whole lot of people in prison. This study, they isolated that there's 136 different toxins in snake venom, but there's specifically 19 of them that are neurotoxic, blood toxic, and cell toxic. 19. Uh, uh, the, the term COVID-19, by the way, is not related to uh, the year 2019. It's a cover for the 19 neurotoxins that were found in this research study from gene mapping the Indian King Cobra for 10 years. Now, just so you know, this study was done on the King Cobra. I have to bring your attention to why this is significant. This was published January of 2020. In January of 2020, the same year, People in Wuhan, scientists in China were saying uh, the source looks more like it's genetically f- similar to the common crate snake and the king cobra. In France, there's a study where they find the spike protein has 
genes specifically sequenced most like common crate king cobra. January 2020, they published the king cobra's genome sequences they've been mapping for 10 years or more. I want to read something to you from this study. This is the ethics declaration page and competing interests. See this down here? Competing interests? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It actually states, <clears throat> competing interests. Employees of Genentech hold Roche shares and options. Now, I just have to let you know. The people doing this research work for a company called Genentech. Why is that significant? <laughs> they found 19 neurotoxins out of their 10 years of research out of the King Cobra venom. And now I'm aware, oh, my God, scientists figured out the gene sequencing for SARS-CoV-2 was most like King Cobra and crate venom. I wanted to know, is there any connection to Genentech who published the King Cobra's 19 neurotoxins they've mapped out and published January 2020? Is there a connection between Genentech, this company doing this, and the company called Gilead Sciences, who makes a drug called remdesivir, which me and Ryan Cole jokingly say, remember, it's called run death is near. Okay, that's how dangerous this drug is. Scott McKay. We're about to call out Gilead to the whole world. Gilead conveniently bought two biological facilities from Genentech in 2011. Gilead, the makers of remdesivir. And in the same acquisition of the two facilities in San Francisco, they brought 55 of the executives running those facilities at Genentech into Gilead. Now, this tells me that Gilead, who makes remdesivir, knows everything that Gene and Tech knows. Damn right they do. Do you know, Scott McKay, do you know that on the emergency use authorization for remdesivir, it actually states that every doctor, before they administer this to newborns and children now, because it's the only authorized drug to inject in the veins of babies in America, not a joke, as of January 1st, or 21st, 2022, just a couple months ago, do you know that on it, it states on the EUA that every doctor administering remdesivir has to check prothrombin time before and during treatment? And do you know that on the NIH's website, it lists that a side effect of remdesivir is an increased prothrombin time? Increased prothrombin time means it's taking longer for your blood to clot. So you will have internal hemorrhaging and bleeding. Scott McKay. Holy shit. Guess what else increases prothrombin time specifically and doesn't let the blood clot? Guess what venom from what snake does that? King cobra venom does it. If you look at the packaging in certain instructions for the description of what remdesivir looks like, it comes in this lyophilized powder that you add distilled water to or sodium chloride to to dissolve. They, they actually say it looks like a white to yellowish color. And then you administer, you mix it up in water and provide it by an intravenous um, injection. Do you know that lyophilized, which is freeze-dried venom, do you know that Cobra Venom Lyophilized has the exact same storage and preparation instructions as Remdesivir does? They are using King Cobra Venom inside of 
hospitals around this country from a company called Gilead Sciences who bought up two biological facilities who have been doing research on King Cobra venom since I know at least 2011. They've published their findings and studies on the 19 toxic genes in King Cobra venom, January of 2020, but already had that information in the summer of 2019. They knew exactly how many there were. Now, the truth is, I have to tell you, Scott, uh, I'm sure they right now. Remdesivir is King Cobra Venom. Every country around the world needs to be pulling Remdesivir out of your hospitals and having it tested for the peptides, specifically and proteins in King Cobra Venom. And then you need to flip and shut down Genentech. You need to arrest everybody at Gilead, which is owned by a whole bunch of corporations, actually, like BlackRock and Vanguard, who own Gilead. And people need to find out why Gilead has been a company for 30 years and hasn't had a single product to sell for 30 years, but ends up being traded on the New York Stock Exchange, where in the world are they getting their money from if they don't sell anything until remdesivir when this pandemic kicks off? Now, I do need you to know that this King Cobra venom, isolated of the 19 venoms, 19 in snakes and vipers, that actually was discovered not only in this article, but there's a researcher in Australia who I know is going to be really bothered and uncomfortable when I bring this info out, and that's okay. But Dr. Brian Fry has nothing to do with the fact that I have this info. Dr. Brian Fry in Australia, is he specializes in snake venoms. He actually produced viper genome mapping of all the neurotoxins and toxins inside of venoms of vipers, and he published it in the year 2005. And guess how many enzyme-specific toxins in viper venom did he find in 2005 and designate came from the organs inside the snake that were specific to organs that the venom was going to shut down and then the actual venom glands of the snake produces those 19 toxic venoms oh sorry i just said it 19 he found 19 in 2005 i think from then it has been the plan all along that in the year 2019 they're going to release this thing and they're going to blame it on the year 2019 when, in fact, it's actually representative of the 19 toxic genes. I also am going to say this. It is not convenient or ironic that in 2005, Dr. Brian Fry publishes his findings on viper venom and that there's 19 specific toxins in there that target specific mammal tissue. And then SARS-CoV-1 is miraculously found to be cured with hydroxychloroquine in 2005. Really? Do you think I find that convenient? No, that was just the initial testing grounds of these 19 toxins. And then in January of 2020, they isolate 19 toxic venoms, 19, from King Cobra venom. And then they're going to say there's SARS-CoV-2, SARS-CoV-2, by the way, I'm convinced. COV of COVID represents Cobra venom and then two two snakes, Cobra venom. I'm even thinking it's Certificate of Vaccination ID, because in my mind I'm thinking, this is a whole new name, Certificate of Vaccination uh, Vaccination 19 Virus, the Certificate of Vaccination ID 19 Venom, venom right, switching them out. But you're not just switching out that one term. You're switching out the whole damn term because it's now it's Cobra V Venom. No, so hey, Cobra Venom out. ID. Holy That's right. Okay, so, so everybody needs to be looking at remdesivir and avoid it like the plague. Do not take it. It's cobra venom. I know it is. You'll find it. Go hold those people responsible. Every aspect of remdesivir is exactly what King Cobra does. And Genentech 
owned by Roche, bought up several facilities and has 55 executives from Genentech produced and mapped out all the sequences of King Cobra venom, which they have found is genetically similar, more similar than bat coronavirus <laughs> from the beginning. It's King Cobra venom. Go look at that. Now, let me just show you something that's really disgusting. When I just brought up that they're using mRNA in the vaccines from snake venom, check this out, Scott. They're actually putting it in our faces. Did you realize, did you even know that right now in Houston, there's two doctors who supposedly are getting nominated for a Nobel Prize for creating a new patented free technology to make a new vaccine to be administered to all the children in India. I'm not kidding. Children in India. Okay. This is only in the last couple of months. Dr. Hotez and another person, another girl. All right. I want to show you how obvious it is. You ready? This is the new vaccine that two people down in Houston, Texas, are supposedly nominated for a, uh, a Nobel Prize. Look at the name of the new vaccine for COVID-19. All you have to do is transpose the two letters R and B and you get Cobravac. Now, what's interesting is these two doctors down in Houston, they get the credit in the media that they created this patent-free vaccine. They didn't create nothing. It's actually owned and manufactured by a drug company called Biological E. You'll see it on the actual logo, Biological E Limited. Biological E Limited is an India manufacturing vaccine company. Everyone should go to Biological E's company website and click on Serum Products. Oh, my God. Guess what they specialize in making? King Cobra Venom, Antivenom, and, and Crate Snake Venom, Antivenom. Oh, my God. Uh, they're using snake venom people to poison you. They're even putting it in your faces. Corbavax, that means Cobravax, and it comes from a company that makes venoms stores venoms and makes antivenoms for cobra bites and crate bites, the whole thing. They are doing it through the water. You're drinking it. There's already studies from 2015 and 2005 where they got animals, rats, to drink venom from a cobra in their water, and they all developed a cytokine storm in the lungs. Sound familiar? Does it sound familiar? Oh. That's SARS-CoV-2. Just so you know, they also knew that uh, the receptors on the brainstem that the snake venom attacks to suppress respiration has nothing to do with your lungs with breathing, like breathing in something into your lungs. It's in your brainstem. They're called nicotinic acetylcholine receptors. And the venom binds to that, these nicotine receptors in your brain, that control your diaphragm's ability to breathe. This is why doctors had such a hard time addressing a lung disease, a respiratory virus. It wasn't a respiratory virus. It was a respiratory venom. And when you drank it, oh. it got into your brainstem, suppressed your diaphragm's ability to contract, and now you can't breathe. Your oxygen level goes down. This is how snakes kill their prey, particularly vipers. Now, what's very crazy is in the beginning, anybody paying attention to COVID-19, they actually said around the world, not in America, around the world, they were reporting that the people who had SARS-CoV-2 that ended up in hospitals, the least demographic represented in hospitalized COVID-19 patients worldwide was smokers. They found less than 5% of all people 
were smokers that were all in hospitals around the country, and they started reporting on this idea that maybe SARS-CoV-2 attacks the nicotine receptors in the brain. And smokers, because they take in nicotine all the time, nicotine's binding to that and blocking SARS-CoV-2 virus implication or reception at those sites in their brainstem. Holy crap. Do you know what our FDA, NIH, and CDC did as soon as these hospitals started reporting this idea around the world? They actually flat out came out and said there's no better time than now in the first six months of the pandemic to quit smoking. Everyone needs to quit smoking. Our FDA, NIH, and CDC lied to everybody. They said it's the best time to quit smoking because smokers, they said, represent the highest hospitalized group of all people in America for COVID-19. That was not true. They knew that if they continued to smoke, it wasn't working because nicotine was binding to the actual receptors and it was protective. There are studies out of France that already supported this notion in April of 2020 that we could use nicotine to protect against COVID-19. Why? Because the nicotinic receptors of the brainstem of all humans and mammals is what's most affected to release and cause respiratory paralysis from the snake venom of common crate snakes and the king cobra. It's how it kills you. Let me tell you something. This is actually remarkable to the point where I'm sitting here, my head spinning, because there's something that I can validate concerning the receptors of the spike proteins on the brainstem. You know, we, I got hit with a couple of attacks last year, uh, energy weapons, whatever else was coming at me. One hospitalized me late in the fall. We were on tour. So I had never been able to fully recover. And um, so different types of scale or treatments I've been going through. And one of these, uh, I won't bring his name up, but he's extremely out of there to get in my car. Normally I walk upstairs. I'm like, yeah, I'm really out of shape. It wasn't being out of shape. It's because my brainstem was loaded with this stuff. There's an instant change. Yep, you're absolutely right. So when I went, let's go a little bit further into this because – as I do more and more interviews to expose everything, <laughs> there's so much documentation, it's unreal. So we're going to spend about an hour going through all of this. So I just want people to be aware there's a reason why. This is not a joke. There's a reason why they told you you can't use hydroxychloroquine or chloroquine. That's because it was proven since 2005 to block king cobra venom from, a, from affecting ACE2 receptors and phospholipase A2 receptors that are actually the cause for everything related to COVID. Now, this is or what they call COVID. Uh, in fact, uh, it's going to be kind of hard because it's a whole bunch of information, so I'm going to try to stay here on track. They keep telling you not to use zinc, and zinc doesn't work. King cobra venom attacks its second primary target is all zinc ion channels. The more zinc you have, the less likelihood it can actually affect every cell of your body to lead to death. You need zinc. They don't want you knowing about zinc. But the fact that Zev Zelenko knew about hydroxychloroquine and zinc, he's either really connected or God downloaded into him exactly what was going to protect all of his community. And I choose at this moment to believe the latter, that God has inspired him to stick with hydroxychloroquine and zinc because these two things have been known for decades to block snake venom. That's what they do. And acetylcysteine, they don't want you using it because the mRNA shots – cause blood clots. NAC protects against the blood clotting effect of snake venom. So it's related to the mRNA and the shots. I just want you to know, they have been isolating mRNA snake venom from mRNA, wrapping it in nanoparticle hydrogel that you keep hearing about, 
And then they used a technology called DynaBeads, two little bitty nanoparticles of magnetic metal inside of the nanoparticle hydrogel. And everybody getting these shots, you see these magnetic people? That's DynaBeads. That's the technology that's patented. It is magnetized metal. mRNA from snake venom has already been found to be the most stable mRNA in the world among animals. They've actually had it stored since 1984. They did test on it 20 years later to see if it was still active and still detectable. And it is. This is how stable mRNA is from snake venom. The mRNA in the Pfizer and the Moderna shots, the adenovirus in the Johnson & Johnson shot and in the AstraZeneca shot, they are venom, isolated mRNA, guaranteed, and I'm going to tell you why they're using it. Number two. Just want to let you guys know. I'm going to show you this. This is when I say all of it is wrapped up in venom, the whole damn plot is. So here we go. Ready? This is actually a study. I'll just show you the study. It was published in Nature Genetics. It's titled The Indian Cobra Reference Genome and Transcriptome Enables Comprehensive Identification of Venom Toxins. Now, the data on this is very, very peculiar. You'll find this interesting. They mapped out for 10 years every single toxic gene in cobra venom, this this research study. It was published. Let me just tell you when it was received. It was received in – it's pretty amazing. Hold on here. It was received in June of 2019, accepted January 2020, and published. Now, why is this so significant? Okay. (laughs) This study, this study should throw a whole lot of people in prison. This study, they isolated that there's 136 different toxins in snake venom, but there's specifically 19 of them that are neurotoxic, blood toxic, and cell toxic. 19. Uh, uh, The the term COVID-19, by the way, is not related to Uh, The year 2019, it's a cover for the 19 neurotoxins that were found in this research study from gene mapping the Indian King Cobra for 10 years. Now, just so you know, this study was done on the King Cobra. I have to bring your attention to why this is significant. This was published January of 2020. In January of 2020, the same year, people in Wuhan, scientists in China were saying, uh, the source looks more like... It's genetically similar to the common crate snake and the king cobra. In France, there's a study where they find the spike protein has genes specifically sequenced most like common crate king cobra. January 2020, they published the king cobra's genome sequences. They've been mapping for 10 years or more. I want to read something to you from this study. This is the ethics declaration page and competing interest. See this down here? Competing interests? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It actually states, <clears throat> competing interests. Employees of Genentech hold Roche shares and options. Now, I just have to let you know. The people doing this research work for a company called Genentech. Why is that significant? <laughs> they found 19 neurotoxins out of their 10 years of research out of the King Cobra venom. And now I'm aware... Oh, my God, scientists figured out the gene sequencing for SARS-CoV-2 was most like king cobra and crate venom. 
I wanted to know, is there any connection to Genentech who published the King Cobra's 19 neurotoxins they've mapped out and published January 2020? Is there a connection between Genentech, this company doing this, and the company called Gilead Sciences, who makes a drug called remdesivir, which me and Ryan Cole jokingly say, remember, it's called run death is near. Okay, that's how dangerous this drug is. Scott McKay, we're about to call out Gilead to the whole world. Gilead conveniently bought two biological facilities from Genentech in 2011. Gilead, the makers of remdesivir. And in the same acquisition of the two facilities in San Francisco, they brought 55 of the executives running those facilities at Genentech into Gilead. Now, this tells me that Gilead, who makes remdesivir, knows everything that Genentech knows. Damn right they do. Do you know, Scott McKay, do you know that on the emergency use authorization for remdesivir, it actually states that every doctor before they administer this to newborns and children now, because it's the only authorized drug to inject in the veins of babies in America, not a joke, as of January 1st or 21st, 2022, just a couple months ago, do you know that on it, it states on the EUA that every doctor administering remdesivir has to check prothrombin time before and during treatment? And do you know that on the NIH's website, it lists that a side effect of remdesivir is an increased prothrombin time? Increased prothrombin time means it's taking longer for your blood to clot. So you will have internal hemorrhaging and bleeding. Scott McKay. Holy shit. Guess what else increases prothrombin time specifically and doesn't let the blood clot? Guess what venom from what snake does that? King Cobra venom does it. If you look at the packaging and certain instructions for the description of what remdesivir looks like, it comes in this lyophilized powder that you add distilled water to or sodium chloride to to dissolve. They, they actually say it looks like a white to yellowish color. And then you administer, you mix it up in water and provide it by an intravenous um, injection. Do you know that lyophilized, which is freeze-dried venom, do you know that Cobra Venom Lyophilized has the exact same storage and preparation instructions as Remdesivir does? They are using King Cobra Venom inside of hospitals around this country from a company called Gilead Sciences who bought up two biological facilities who have been doing research on King Cobra Venom since I know at least 2011. They published their findings and studies on the 19 toxic genes in King Cobra Venom, January of 2020, but already had that information in the summer of 2019. They knew exactly how many there were. Now, the truth is, I have to tell you, Scott, uh, I'm just going to say right now, remdesivir is King Cobra Venom. Every country around the world needs to be pulling remdesivir out of your hospitals and having it tested for the peptides, specifically and proteins in King Cobra Venom. And then you need to flip and shut down Genentech. You need to arrest everybody at Gilead which is owned by a whole bunch of corporations, actually, like BlackRock and Vanguard, who own Gilead. And people need to find out why Gilead has been a company for 30 years. 
and hasn't had a single product to sell for 30 years but ends up being traded on the New York Stock Exchange, where in the world are they getting their money from if they don't sell anything until remdesivir when this pandemic kicks off? Now, I do need you to know that this King Cobra Venom, isolated of the 19 Venoms, 19 in snakes and vipers, that actually was discovered not only in this article, but there's a researcher in Australia who I know is going to be really bothered and uncomfortable when I bring this info out, and that's okay. But Dr. Brian Fry has nothing to do with the fact that I have this info. Dr. Brian Fry in Australia, is he specializes in snake venoms. He actually produced viper genome mapping of all the neurotoxins and toxins inside of venoms of vipers, and he published it in the year 2005. And guess how many enzyme-specific toxins in viper venom did he find in 2005 and designate came from the organs inside the snake that were specific to organs that the venom was going to shut down. And then the actual venom glands of the snake produces those 19 toxic venoms. Oh, sorry. I just said it. 19. He found 19 in 2005. I think from then it has been the plan all along that in the year 2019, they're going to release this thing and they're going to blame it on the year 2019 when in fact it's actually representative of the 19 toxic genes. I also am going to say this. It is not convenient or ironic that in 2005, Dr. Brian Fry publishes his findings on viper venom and that there's 19 specific toxins in there that target specific mammal tissue. And then SARS-CoV-1 is miraculously found to be cured with hydroxychloroquine in 2005. Really? You think I find that convenient? No, that was just the initial testing grounds of these 19 toxins. And then in January of 2020, they isolate 19 toxic venoms, 19, from King Cobra venom. And then they're going to say there's SARS-CoV-2. SARS-CoV-2, by the way, I'm convinced. COV of COVID represents Cobra venom. And then two two snakes, Cobra venom. I'm even thinking it's Certificate of Vaccination ID. Because in my mind, I'm thinking... This is a whole new name, Certificate of Vaccination, uh, Vaccination 19 Virus, the Certificate of Vaccination ID 19 Venom, Venom, right? Switching them out. You're not just switching out that one term. You're switching out the whole damn term because it's now it's Cobra V Venom. No, Cobra Venom ID. Okay, so so everybody needs to be looking at remdesivir and avoid it like the plague. Do not take it. It's cobra venom. I know it is. You'll find it. Go hold those people responsible. Every aspect of remdesivir is exactly what King Cobra does. And Genentech, owned by Roche, bought up several facilities and has 55 executives from Genentech produced and mapped out all the sequences of King Cobra venom, which they have found is genetically similar, more similar than bat coronavirus. (laughs) From the beginning, King Cobra Venom, go look at that. Now, let me just show you something that's really disgusting. When I just brought up that they're using mRNA in the vaccines from snake venom, check this out, Scott. They're actually putting it in our faces. Did you realize, did you even know that right now in Houston, there's two doctors who supposedly are getting nominated for a Nobel Prize? for creating a new patented free technology to make a new vaccine to be administered to all the children in India. I'm not kidding. Children in India. Okay. This is only in the last couple of months. 
Dr. Hotez and another person, another girl. All right, I want to show you how obvious it is. You ready? This is the new vaccine <laughs> that two people down in Houston, Texas, are supposedly nominated for a, uh, a Nobel Prize. Look at the name of the new vaccine for COVID-19. All you have to do is transpose the two letters R and B and you get Cobravax. Now, what's interesting is these two doctors down in Houston, they get the credit in the media that they created this patent-free vaccine. They didn't create nothing. It's actually owned and manufactured by a drug company called Biological E. You'll see it on the actual logo, Biological E Limited. Biological E Limited is an India manufacturing vaccine company. Everyone should go to Biological E's company website and click on Serum Products. Oh, my God. Guess what they specialize in making? King Cobra Venom, Anti-Venom, and, and Crate Snake Venom, Anti-Venom. Oh, my God. Uh, they're using snake venom, people, to poison you. They're even putting it in your faces. Corbavax, that means Cobravax, and it comes from a company that makes venoms stores venoms, and makes antivenoms for cobra bites and crate bites. The whole thing. Got it? Now, just so you know, this isn't even new. They've been using this since December of 2019 per an emergency use authorization by this group in India, DCGI, and all the adults in India. They've been injecting all the adults in India with cobra venom. Uh, it's so disgusting. Uh, anyway, isn't that crazy? That's crazy. All right. So, th so they're putting it in the water supply. Yep. And then they're going to bring us in and scare us into, if it hasn't killed us yet, taking more with a vaccine to wipe us out and or uh, the treatment remdesivir. They're like, they're covering every possible aspect of a delivery system we could possibly imagine. Yep. So this is what they did. They're poisoning you through the water. And it's very convenient to do it that way because they can specifically target communities with the water and have you drink it. They can target Jewish communities, says Zelenko. Zelenko. They can actually target black communities, Hispanic communities, Native American Indian reservations, which is the one population and demographic who has been the most murdered with this COVID-19 pandemic in America. America Native America, Americans by Native far Americans. You know have been why? the most targeted. This, and then they same. target LBGTQs communities like in San Francisco, New York, all over the place. This is a massive eugenics program, and they figured out how to, how to do it with certain aspects of cobra venom, crate venom, and other viper venoms. This is what they've done. Now, I'm just talking about these shots, okay? I, have to, I just have to tell you, when I say every aspect of COVID-19, every treatment for COVID-19, every solution for COVID-19, it is snake venom or snake poison. I have to tell you, every aspect of it is. And all of you are going to go, there's no way. A lot of you, Dr. Artis can't be right. Can't be. Oh, yes, it is right. Watch this. Out of British Columbia, there's a doctor named Dr. Hoff. Dr. Hoff had all of his patients who were vaccinated for COVID-19 in British Columbia early on. They all started complaining about this severe fatigue syndrome, very fatigued. They couldn't recover, kind of like what you were talking about, Scott, that they just couldn't recover all of their energy and their strength, even go exercise and do that kind of stuff. So he decided, God-inspired, to run what's called a D-dimer test. I've actually talked to cardiologists. They don't even know what that was. They had to go look it up. But D-dimer test is to determine is there high amounts of blood clotting or coagulation going on in the blood of a person. 
And so he, he discovered that every single one, 100% of his mRNA-vaccinated patients had had high D-dimer levels. High D-dimer. Now, in the midst of all of my research and uncovering that, oh, my God, they're fact-checking this from the beginning. Oh, my God, the spike protein has the most genetic sequences like common crates, like Chinese cobra or king cobra. I'm like, is there, is there any link to D-dimers and snake bite poisoning? I have no idea. I've never even heard of this thing, and most other people couldn't even remember. All right, so there is an online journal. I'm going to show the world right now. There's an online journal. It's called Medscape. See it there? Look at the date, March 21st, 2022. It's pretty recent. I wanted to know, are medical doctors and professionals, are they trained on what to look for if there is elevated D-dimers? So this is titled, How Are Elevated D-dimer Levels Interpreted? Okay. Do you see that, Scott? Yes, I see it clearly. There's five bullet points on the page, okay? I'm going to point out number five. I couldn't believe it. All right, so for all medical professionals, lab technicians, when you see elevated D-dimer levels, this is one of the things that medical professionals should know. Look at this, number five. Snake venom poisoning. Holy shit. They are injecting snake venom into all of your children, your loved ones, your elderly, to target and kill them. And it's evidenced by elevated D-dimers. So people keep asking me, what test should people do after they get vaccinated? Go do a D-dimer test. It will tell you you have elevated D-dimers. Do you want to know how you reverse it? In acetylcysteine. This is why the FDA said, get rid of it. We don't want it being sold anymore. Well, it is sold. I sell it. Other people sell it. They haven't done anything about it because it's been on the market as a supplement for 70 years. <laughs> NAC, in acetylcysteine actually destroys the coagulation factor of the blood created by these snake venoms, and we have the documents to prove it. For decades, they've known this. You know, right, my energy, so, you know when my energy started to go down, Doc? I don't know if it's a direct correlation, but yeah. I ran out of, of N-acetylcysteine at least six weeks ago, and I just got so busy, haven't reordered it, and I've been complaining for the last month how my energy sucks. I don't know if there's a correlation, but I stopped taking it. Okay, now great. All right, so now you know why. Uh, you, cl you clot the blood in any way. Microscopic, micro, little bitty blood clots is a tall tale indicator of being bit by a viper snake. And this is what Ryan Cole has been finding underneath his slides as a pathologist for months. And now he's having his license threatened for. Ryan Cole, by the way, doesn't know what I'm telling him. I haven't even told him. All right, so here we go. Uh, let's see. Is it true, really? Possibly there could be a connection to the mRNA and snake venom. All right. When I say it's out in the media and they're actually putting it out there, it's almost disgusting. Look at this article I found. It says to technology to slide the one, one, one way uh, treat. Okay. And Moderna co-founder using mRNA technology to treat venomous snake bites. Look at this guy. <laughs> um, this is in July of 2021. He says, the co-founder of Moderna says, uh, we're going to actually use the same mRNA tech to treat snake bites. No way. Really? This is after I already put all this together. No way. He says he's going to actually help form a company called Ophirix. Ophirix, by the way, Ophira is actually individuals who study snake venom. 
he's going he's gonna to create a company called Ophirix. It's already been established, by the way. But I want to show you something that I just found ironic. Did you know that there is a venom bank online for snake venom, scorpion venom, all kinds of venoms, snake venom, that actually provides snake venom to the World Health Organization and the European Society, European Union? Did you know this? Check out its name. H, right. Moderna Official Venom Shop. Number one venom bank online. Guess what you can buy there? In Cobra Venom. How about that? Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing and disgusting? You know, Doc, there's a lot Look, of Here it is. It's for sale. Moderna. Official Venom Shop. King Cobra Venom. You can buy it for $200. They'll ship it to you That's worldwide. Amazing. Go get it. All right. Now, I know this is hard. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. Okay. So here we go. I'm going to wrap this up somewhat for you. You need to avoid the shots. They're using snake venom. You need to avoid remdesivir. It is snake venom. You need to avoid drinking water because they're poisoning you with the water. Number two, and I would say reverse osmosis filtering, anything other than your tap water, they know they can target you through tap water, most of it to be ingested. All right, so I mentioned earlier that there's a company called Genentech. Genentech is the one that was bought by Gilead, two facilities brought in who did the research on King Cobra Venom and isolated the 19 toxins that target nervous system, all organs, and blood in your body. That company, Genentech, is primarily owned by a company called Holland de Roche. In fact, the chief vice chairperson for Holland de Roche is a man named Andre Hoffman. Andre Hoffman happens to also sit as a governing on the governing board of Gene and Tech. Got it? Holland de Roche, vice chairman, or, or the vice CEO of Holland de Roche. Roche owns a whole bunch of companies of Gene and Tech. Now, Gene and Tech is the one that isolated these snake venoms. I just want to show you something here. Did you know that Roche, the company Roche, R-O-C-H-E, Roche is the company that right now has a trademarked and patented assay test to find out if you have COVID-19 inside of your body by testing your blood. Okay? Roche has the patented technology to determine do you in your blood have markers that you have had SARS-CoV-2 that I'm telling you is snake venom. Okay? Roche owns Genentech. I know it's kind of hard to keep this all together. This has been going through my brain for four straight months. Check out what Roche decided to name their actual blood test to look for your COVID-19 antibodies. Look at its name. It's trademarked COBAs, SARS-CoV-2. Now, I already pulled up the patent for this, the original patent for COBAs. COBAs, by the way, if you just take out the first letter of the company Roche's name and insert it into COBAs, you get the word COBAs. This is what we use now all around the country to see if you have SARS-CoV-2. They're using sequencing of COBRA venom toxins, and that's what they're looking for in your blood to see if you have it. 
you know, the original patent for this actual technology by Roche, go look it up on patents. I didn't even talk about this anywhere else. I haven't talked about it anywhere else. Go look at the patent. The original patent is from 2017. It's actually called Cobas R. That's what it's called. C-O-B-A-S-R is the original patent for this technology. They just took the R out of Cobras and put it right next to Cobas. Just so you know, the whole thing is them looking for Cobra venom. Now, I, I do need to bring this back to the spiritual aspect of this because I realized the irony within about 45 minutes of this doctor texting me in December. I was like, how ironic would it be if they actually used snake venom? Snakes, Scott McKay, represent the most evil reptilians. Well, I'm not even talking about reptilians. I'm okay. talking about <laughs> in the world of Christianity, Catholicism, you name it. In the world of religion, they consider one animal walking around this planet, slithering around this planet, to represent evil the and the devil. And what is it? It's the snake. Okay. I need to show you guys something. This was an article in 2012. I'm going to give them credit. It's on Douglas Hamp Ministries, 2012. And it's titled, let's look at this, How the Mark of the Beast Will Rewrite the... See the picture. But I would like to explain how I got there. So here- like to explain how I got there. So here we go. So December 18th, I get a text, uh, or I see a text. I was unaware I even received this text, but I had a text sent to me on December 1st, 2021, but I didn't see it for two weeks. You ever, you ever get somebody to text you something, but you don't, you don't see it. But when you go to text this person later, you notice you didn't answer a text from several weeks ago. This is what happened. And this came from a very reputable trusting MD, in my opinion, that I've grown to know and love. This MD sent me a text. Uh, now, unless someone said something to you, Scott, you have no idea what I'm about to tell you, do you? I still don't know. I'm ready to re- reach into the screen here, grab you and say, please, give it to me. All right, so here we go. So it all starts with a text. And this text, I know this guy was meant to send me a text totally unrelated to COVID. I just knew he was he – was, You catch my girl legs open, better smash that. Don't be surprised if she asks where the cash at. Let's talk about what they don't want you to talk about. On the Donna Coleon Show, Rock Talk Radio, Monday through Sunday, 12 noon, Eastern Standard Time. Or JulieDeGasso.com, WGAG Radio.
Arizona titled the publication of their research article on what, what killed the COVID-19 infected people in hospitals. Ready? Look at the name of the things in there. It was filmed in 2016. Scientists figured out in January of 2020, I just showed you, they figured out the crate and the cobra were the most likely sources for SARS-CoV-2. The entire plan for COVID-19 is revealed there. Let me, tell you, let me tell you something. People are going to say this, and it has to be addressed. They're going to say that, I mean, and this is just your, your typical, um, I guess, negative-minded, cynical person going to say, oh, come on, they wouldn't. That's CNN Health right there. CNN's name, they wouldn't put that in there. What people have to understand about the satanic right, about this Luciferian order, is that they have to tell us. They have to get permission from us to do anything to us. And does that mean that they can't do it if they don't tell us? No. What it does do, it stops what I would describe as the karmic wheel from turning against them. If they tell us to our faces and they're letting us know, projecting it to us, here's what we're going to do. And you allow us, you've given us permission. Therefore, our creator can't bring the wrath of God down on us as punishment or whatever you want to call it. So much so that you just look at the capital they made of the capital of Kazakhstan is they named it where they were all the whole, whole new world order economic forum crowd was going to gravitate migrate to once they unleashed hell on earth to the capital of the new world order is in the city of Astana. And you showed how you take these letters, you change them around. The reason that they can read their every, all their communication in code, because they know there's certain significant either words or statements or quotes that they can read between the lines or they can read by jumping. So Astana is really their Satana, right? Satana, they turn it around so it can get past us and we don't point it out. They're telling us, all right? You look at Gematri, you look at different code in the, in the way they communicate, number one. And number two, I've been saying the religious order is run by the Luciferians. I want to screen share here Vatican Hall. This kind of confirms, it doesn't kind of, it specifically and absolutely confirms that what I've been saying, that the, wor- the religious order is run by the Luciferians. Take a look at Vatican Hall. What is the Vatican Hall? Here's a picture of Vatican Hall. What does that look like to you, Dr. Artis? Oh, it is a hyper. Oh, I yeah. just want you to know, I actually know why I'm number one on the hit list. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one for the last 12 months I'm aware of. When anyone would ask me who's behind this, I would say, oh. You know who's behind it? The Vatican is. Vatican. Right the Vatican, the Pope, the Pope and the Jesuit order, run by the black Pope, who just wears a black robe and outfit. Yep. I think they're orchestrating this whole thing. And yes, I believe that they are Satan worshipers. And this is evidence of the hall. The Papacy Hall is designed to look like a viper. Isn't that ridiculous? Exactly. Here's, okay. a, here's, a, here's a more close-up picture of this, of this thing. Well, let me let me do this. I'm just going to share this particular screen. All right, they've taken. Of course, you can't you can't look at the. They they won't give you the wide angle view uh, in the open, but they you know we've got it right here. Bear with me for one. So when the idea came up that could they really be doing all of COVID-19? Could it really just be a cover for snake venom poisoning? The ramifications of the religious and the evil side of this was even more magnified and way more obvious, by the way. I want to show you something. Uh, this is, when I say everything related to COVID is related to snake venom, it is. Look at this. 
So the so Pfizer files for an emergency use authorization for COVID-19 and a new drug, Pfizer, an oral pill called Paxlovid. Okay. This is the most recent drug that our FDA, NIH, and CDC are saying is going to be a new oral early treatment for COVID-19. Okay. I want to read to you one of the – this is from the same article. I'm going to read to you where I've highlighted at the bottom last paragraph. I'll show you. I'll put it up there. Somebody can screenshot it and look at the last paragraph, but I'm going to read it. There's an ingredient inside of this Pfizer drug. It's patented. It's called PF07321332. It inhibits cysteine protease from the PA clan proteases that play coagulant role as they are involved in blood clotting cascade. As a cysteine protease inhibitor, it may disrupt coagulation and have blood thinning qualities leading to predisposition to internal bleedings. This is what cobra venom does, by the way. Several, quote, several snake venoms also belong to PA clan proteases and interfere with blood clotting cascade. This is interesting, they say, in light of the presence of neurotoxin motifs that were noted earlier in the SARS-CoV-2 sequence related to snake venom neurotoxins. Paxlovid, I wouldn't trust for a second. It's known to have neurotoxic effects to suppress your body's ability to breathe. How in the world is that going to be beneficial when you can't breathe already? It isn't beneficial. It's ridiculous. You want to know about that? Check this out. When I talked about the hydrogel being used with snake venoms, check this out. Hydrogel infused with snake venom stops bleeding within seconds. I've been doing this for years, 2015, 2020. They've been using hydrogel with mRNA the whole time. It is ridiculous. So I want everybody to know if you really want to get a surmise, you want to summarize everything here, I'm going to tell you that episode four, sorry, season four, episode 15 of Blacklist cannot be understated. Add the two numbers of season four. In episode 15, and what do you get, Scott McKay? Nine. What number? You get Nine. 19. They're just thrown in your faces. They were preparing for this since 2016. I'm going to take you more through that actual episode because there is obvious evidence to the Jesuits who have orchestrated this whole plot, the whole thing, and I'm going to prove it. Show it, and I'm going to show the whole world. It's just incredibly obvious that they put this out there for the whole world to know. And they got to let their people know that we're telling the world and we're working on the scheme. It's coming. We're doing it. Uh, They're actually trying to wreck and destroy this entire world using the one and most evil creature that we assume is evil and Mark is evil, which would be the serpent and the snake. So I believe that God has helped me and led me down this path to try to save as many innocent lives as possible. To me, it is the most evil entire global of all humanity most evil plan ever orchestrated on human beings as a whole why it is that uh, there's just a few of us that have been led to understand this stuff oh i, I gotta share oh can i share uh, something else with your please group do. please do watch this i couldn't believe it. i just found this the other day all right so we're gonna screen share Only have 10,000 links open here. Let 
I have this marrow on it. Sorry, it's going to be worth it, I swear. Don't worry. Take your time. I don't think anybody's attention could possibly be diverted to this God-damned plan, which is exactly what it is. It's their God-damned plan. Yep. It is. Get apostrophe there. No, that's all right. Hold on. I'll find it in here. It's in here somewhere. Nobody knows, people. I had no idea. <laughs> Either just whoa. Oh, here we go. Try it. The whole world gets to watch it now. I don't have to go looking for it. This is great. FBI already knows people. I had no idea. Somebody had already let the world know. I reached out to him and talked to him. Look at this. Signed copy of email sent 6-22-21 to Assistant Director Don Alway, Weapons of Mass Destruction Directorate at the FBI. He says, Assistant Director Alway. I'm going to read this. Read this part. SARS-CoV-2 was rapidly labeled a respiratory disease. However, my research has revealed that the primary destructive mechanism of SARS-CoV-2 and the S protein, spike protein, is an envenomation. Envenomation means snake venom poisoning. I have revealed and alerted the scientists and medical professionals that I've been collaborating with, and I aim to publish my findings within the next few weeks. He knew. And he asks, he goes, what role is the FBI playing in your team in the Wuhan lab leak investigation and or the assessment of SARS-CoV-2 as a biological weapon? And then he signs his name down here, Tal Braun, U.S. Anti, uh, sorry, U.S. National Counterterrorism. Anyway, this guy knew it. He, I actually called him and asked him, did you get a response from the FBI? Do you know what his response was? Yes, he got a letter. They sent it to another department, and that department sent him a, a, an email. And all it said was three words in June of 2021. It said, received, thank you. And that's been it. Uh, This guy has even more documentation than I have. He's actually known this, he says, for the last two years he has known this. When the FBI didn't respond here, he went to his colleagues in the government in counterterrorism, and he said he approached them and said he was going to make all this stuff public with or without the FBI's help. And he said that his trusted colleagues told him that he needs to enter the witness protection program before he does it. So he went quiet and stayed secret and has been doing research on his own since June of 2021. Scared to death to bring this to light. I just want you to know, go interview Dr. Tal Braun also. He'll tell you all about it. And it actually exposed even more documentation about the real science behind it. He actually says he has the names of every lab in this country and internationally that are housing the venoms they're using to orchestrate the pandemic for COVID-19, that they're calling bioweapons. They are bioweapons because they're biological and they're found in nature, but he has all of them. He even talks about how, he even told me, this is not a joke. I cannot say that I know it. This is what he told me. He said that when the FBI didn't respond, his, him and his buddies at the U.S. Counterterrorism Department actually told Russia, and Russia took it to the U.N. and told the U.N. that they knew that COVID-19 was not a respiratory virus that's locked down the whole world, scared the whole world, that they now knew that it was actually snake venom poisoning. And then the U.N. said, don't talk to us about it anymore. And Dr. Talbron then went into, you want to know why Russia's going after these bioweapons labs in the Ukraine? 
because they're pissed and tired of this damn lockdown. Now, I don't know if I believe all that. I just want you to know that uh, I found it interesting that he was able himself to say that he found the link to uh, to all of that. So anyway, I just want everybody to know I'm not the only one saying this. I'm not the only one that has seen it. Uh, I do want you to know, though, there have been people killed over this information. And at the University of Pittsburgh in May of 2020, there was a guy named Bing Liu, a Chinese scientist, American, at the University of Pittsburgh, and he was murdered right before he was going to do a press release. He was working on the SARS COVID-2 spike protein, and he said he was about to tell the whole world what it was. And he ended up with seven bullet, bullets in his chest, three in his brain, and a, and a friend of his was dead out in a car out in the, uh, outside of his home. And they slew it all over the world in the media. They covered it up by calling it a quarrel between two friends over a lover, a female. And they said this was a murder-suicide. No, it wasn't. Bing Lu, his memory is not forgotten. I know he was murdered because he figured out the nefarious side of spike protein is actually peptides from snake venom. Watch Blacklist, Season 4, Episode 15. He says in there, the FBI says in that episode, that the peptide from a venom is being used to target specific comorbidities in people which is exactly what the CDC says. The people with comorbidities are the highest at risk of dying from COVID-19. They already know it. These specific targets, targeted organs by peptides found inside of snake venom is the weapon. They're using it in your water, synthesizing it in a lab. They're injecting it with remdesivir. They're injecting it with mRNA technology. Please stop this entire damn pandemic and hold these people accountable for mass murder, literally destroying God's created nature, which is you, your entire being. At least that's what they're attempting to do. Well, I'll tell you what, it appears now that I don't care what kind of weapons they have, there's way too many people are awake. And when now everybody now who just saw this tonight, uh, my recommendation is you let this thing fly everywhere. Uh, the title alone should tell you exactly what this is. This is going to be across so many platforms. I know Stu, same thing. It's going to it's going to rocket everywhere. And Vandersteel, this thing is pro- is not probably this is the critically most important uh, episode or interview any of us three or anybody for that matter since this all started uh, has been has has done any of us have done. This has to go everywhere now because now not only is the knowledge going to be empowering to show that this is a satanic right, that they are trying to kill us. But we also know now that you can do get the world. There's two. Uh, sorry, people that died at hospitals being treated for COVID-19 with which what's they were all being treated with remdesivir. But I want you to read when they tested the tissue samples and evaluated what killed these people from the supposed COVID-19 disease. I want you to see what Arizona University of Arizona titled the publication of their research article on what what killed the COVID-19 infected people in hospitals. Ready? Look at the name of this. Like venom coursing through the body. Unbelievable. They go into what the venom actual elements are that they found inside the studies. It actually says here they found secreted phospholipase A2 group 2A and SPLA2-2A. These may be the most important factors predicting the patient's outcome from severe COVID-19. 
The SP, this is not a joke, the SPLA2A enzyme, which has similarities to an active enzyme in rattlesnake venom, is found in low concentrations in healthy people, but known to be a critical role in the cause of death of COVID-19 people. When the activated enzyme circulates at high levels, it has the capacity to shred the, the membranes of vital organs, destroying the patient's cell membranes and thereby contributing to multiple organ failure and death. Do you know what's amazing about that? Number one side effect published by Gilead in their remdesivir study against COVID-19 in March of 2020, number one side effect that killed people, multiple organ failure, which is the side effect of venom from snakes, vipers like cobras. Anyway, it is just like venom going through your veins because it is venom going through your veins. All I can say, Doc, is holy Mary, Mother of God. And um, and that's just a portion of all the documents I've printed. This is half of the printed documentation over here supporting all of this research and all the downloads. So even if you decide to take it offline, I already printed it all. Good luck. And I know you've got it stored all over the place. And Oh, and I do have to mention, I have hired Thomas Renz as my representation he has gotten the documentation digitally, and it's now in the hands of lawyers around the country. Well, guess what, guys? All you perpetrators, you're now officially fucked, pretty much. Now it's just a matter of the beginning of the takedown. That should be the title of this episode, what yeah. you just said. Yeah. The deep state is now officially fucked. That's exactly what it's going to be. That's the title. Make it the title. And then All right. Be, buddy, I... I <laughs> You know, it's interesting. I think I'm the third person now that you have been interviewed, have you interviewed with for this release. Three has always been my number. <laughs> uh, everything lines up according to the numbers for their side, but for ours too. That's what they are doing. It is horrific. All right. So we have some other interviews to cover as well. But I wanted to see if there's anything else at the end of this one. Now it's buffering on me. Good thing we watched it. To the FBI in June of 2021. All right. I'll try to find the tail end of this video somewhere. But let's go to this one here. It looks like with somebody. Well, maybe it loaded here. Let's see. And they made us aware of that. That's amazing. But did you know? Do you know that Corona has a very significant definition. And on dictionary.com, it has a list of teen definitions for the word corona. Do you know that the ecclesiastical or religious definition for corona means gold band or ribbon around the base of a mitre? Now, I didn't know what a mitre was, so I actually copied and pasted mitre in images. Do you know what a mitre is, Scott McKay? I don't. A mitre, it says, ecclesiastically, corona means the gold ribbon at the base of a mitre. The mitre is the Pope's hat that he wears. And corona is the gold band around the crown of his head at the base of his hat. This literally can read, coronavirus pandemic can be read as the Pope's venom pandemic. Now also, 
Just ironically, the image or the symbol of corona is a crown. It also means crown, or in other words, king. It means and can read king's venom. Guess what the venom is most likely to, or the COVID-19 sequence is like? It is king cobra Cobra. venom. Oh, my God. It fits the king's venom. It fits the Pope's venom, Corona. Oh, it's just disgusting. Unbelievable. Oh. Un- un- right. I mean, it, there it is. I mean, you go back to the, you go back to the Google page, and you can see all the images of miter. There yeah. they are. Anyway, there it is. The gold band at the bottom. It's called Corona. It's phenomenal. Oh, shit, unbelievable, dude. Anyway, you want to know why I'm number one? No yeah. one else is talking yeah. about this or yeah. looking into this. I'm the only one been calling out the Jesuits in the Roman Catholic Church. I think this is a religious thing. And speaking of, we have a number of other videos from Dr. Artis from yesterday. I think some of these were pre-recorded. A lot of them dropped last night. I've been watching them, and I really wanted to go through them here and document it for everybody. So shout out to Patriot Street Fighter for the first video. Let's go to Ann Vandersteel for video number two, steeltruth.com. I see down at the bottom there is the website. I haven't watched this yet, but it looks like one of the rare Dr. Artist videos that fewer people will have seen by now. So I wanted to present this first because uh, it'll prevent, it'll provide some more info, I think. get a notepad and uh, pay close attention to what the doctor, what the good doctor is going to be telling you. Dr. Artis, welcome. Hey, thanks, Ann. Appreciate uh, the time here. And thanks for the, responding to the phone call yesterday. Uh, by now, most of the world knows that uh, Dr. Zevzelenko revealed last week that uh, I'm number one on Big Pharma's hit list. Uh, and, and knowing that information wasn't surprising, it's just kind of crazy to hear out loud from someone who's so well-connected, but it's time to make sure the world knows why uh, the big pharma medical complex, literally every federal health agency in this country is pinpointing and targeting me. Uh, and it all started uh, back in December, actually. So just December of 2021, everyone knows me as the remdesivir guy that I've been out nonstop since May of 2020, making the world aware that Anthony Fauci has put together a hospital protocol choosing a drug that was going to create massive amounts of death, knowing it causes multiple organ failure, kidney failure, and heart failure, and 30% of people you give it to. And I knew he was going to use it to destroy the lives of innocent people in hospitals behind closed doors during the pandemic. And then he was going to tell the world that everyone in the hospital was dying from a virus. And then he was going to scare everybody about this virus. They were going to, the government was going to lock down everybody, restrict us from traveling, going to work. Uh, based on this idea that these people were dying in hospitals from a respiratory virus and that there was going to be a savior vaccine to come. I mean, I knew this was the playbook that they were going to be using. They've been using it with the flu for the last 25 years of my adult life that I'm aware of. So this isn't surprising. I've been trying to warn people nonstop. I knew being so bold and vocal uh, was going to draw attention to me. I just didn't know um, that COVID-19 itself 
would become even more apparently evil to me. So personally believe that God has inspired me, ignited a fire in me to protect as many innocent lives as possible. That is period why it is I'm involved at all and continue to show up in state capitol buildings, on stages, uh, in the media, doing interviews, uh, nonstop. This is why I keep showing up is to try to reveal truth that gives you the opportunity as an individual with a conscience and free agency to make choices you have the ability to achieve what they call informed consent. Take information right. from both sides and make a decision on your own. I am not going to cast blame or judgment on anybody for any decisions you've made surrounding COVID. I don't care if you went to a hospital and got remdesivir. I don't care if you got the vaccines. You guys have all been lied to. I had no idea just how big the lie was until the last three and a half months. And this is honest. I'm, we're sitting in March of 2022, I had no idea how evil uh, this entire agenda has been until December. And I just have to say, there are people that I'm aware of, and I think you do too know this, and uh, there are many people that we know who have been inspired, received revelations, uh, and received inspiration by God to help protect people as medical doctors, as journalists, uh, as uh, whistleblowers, uh, they just have had the opportunity to do that, and they've been guided by God. I believe that's the case, and I believe Zev Zelenko is one of those Absolutely. Uh, from the beginning. So I'm going to talk about what happened to me in December that actually started me down a path to receive much information uh, in the way of uncovering what COVID-19 really is. So this is what it started with, Okay. Uh, there, you know that from the beginning, like, for example, Dr. Peter McCullough and others have put together multi-system pharmaceutical drug therapies to treat COVID-19. Right. And one of those things has been monoclonal antibodies. Now, monoclonal antibodies has been on my radar this whole time uh, because in the Ebola study with remdesivir, they were only comparing remdesivir's effects with Ebola patients in Africa right before the pandemic. The study funded by Anthony Fauci, it was remdesivir, and they were comparing its effects to three other experimental drugs that are monoclonal antibodies, each of them. Right. So I have I've known that there was this idea about monoclonal antibody drug therapies in these research studies compared to remdesivir. And then to find out there's been doctors all along since 2020 using monoclonal antibodies to help COVID-19 with early treatment. That has been working. Well, uh, in November, I got some research studies from a doctor I trust, a medical doctor, and they were research studies that actually said to me, people should be afraid of monoclonal antibodies and shouldn't use them. There was these data points in the research studies showing that monoclonal antibodies were being derived from the spleens of pigs, and those spleens had cancer cells in them, and they were using those cancer cells to generate monoclonal antibodies. I was asked by a girl named Kate Daly to go on InfoWars to talk about monoclonal antibodies, and I did. And I just shared these six research studies and my concerns that no matter if monoclonal antibodies work now, I'm worried about their long-term effects. Sure. Like, why would we inject things extracted from cancer cells of pigs into our human bodies and expect it to be anything but just beneficial, right, with no risks? Right. So that's what I talked about. 
And after I did this interview, uh, a few weeks later, this guy, this medical doctor I love and trust walks up to me and he goes, hey, doc, can you do me a favor? Can you please just continue to push people away from hospitals in the media and direct them to early treatment? Because this medical doctor knows that monoclonal antibodies like Regeneron have been helping him cure people of COVID-19 symptoms in the range of 1,200 people a month at an infusion center he had set up. Zero deaths, they all survived. So he's like, can you just please continue to direct people away from hospitals and to early treatments? All early treatments are better than going to hospitals. Correct. And I said, and I said, sure, I can do that, no problem. And I knew it was probably because of this InfoWars interview. What I didn't know is the same doctor a week earlier had sent me a text. Have you ever gotten a text before, Ann, and didn't realize you didn't see it? Until oh, a week later, when you have to go text that person back, you're like, oh, man, time. how did I miss this? Uh, there was a text from this medical doctor a week earlier before I saw him, but he didn't make a mention, and I didn't respond to it. And, but I was going to ask him a question about something unrelated. And uh, so I just want to say, it all started with a text. When I say God inspired this entire awareness around COVID-19 that I'm about to reveal that's got big farmers' attention, it all started with a text from a medical doctor, and this is what it said. The actual text is dated December 1st, 2021. I didn't see it until December, two, December 18th, 2021, and this is what it said, Ann. Hey, Doc, if you got bit by a rattlesnake, would you go to a hospital and get antivenom? And that's all it said. Now, I had already seen this doctor a week earlier, so when I saw the text, I was like, wow, this is random. I guess I don't need to respond to this now because the text came a week before I saw him. Right. So he just didn't know. And I promise you, Ann Vandersteel, producer Liz, that, Richard, that this guy was inspired to send me this text by God. I promise you, God told him to send this text to Dr. Artis, knowing it would just light up this fire inside of me to go research and plug the mention. So the mention was, if you got bit by a rattlesnake, would you go to a hospital to get antivenom? And I remember thinking, that is so weird, because in this last two years, us two people, me and this other guy, have been nonstop just talking about COVID. And this has nothing to do with COVID. So I'm like, what in the world is this? Why is he asking me this? So I went and had to I very quickly figured out why he sent it to me because he knew I would immediately and say yes, right? In my head, I would say yes. If I got bit by a rattlesnake, I would sure. go get any of them. So why are you asking me this? So I had to figure out why he asked me this. Number one, I had to figure out what antivenom was. Uh, and did you know that antivenom is actually monoclonal antibodies? Uh, well, I, I know anti is opposite, so it would make sense. I never really thought of it like that, but I didn't, I didn't know that. So anti-venom to a rattlesnake bite is actually monoclonal, real monoclonal antibodies. And it's yeah, derived absolutely. from a rattlesnake or where, what, what is it derived from? Yeah, so monoclonal antibodies and polyclonal antibodies, which are what anti-venom is, right. uh, they, take, they take venom from snakes and they mm -hmm. inject it into a horse or a sheep or a cow, it's usually horses. They inject the horse with the venom. Doesn't matter what the venom. And then, because the horses won't die from the snake bite, they have this amazing immune system. 
And as the horse's body produces antibodies against the venom, they later extract blood from the horse okay. and extract the antibodies. They're called monoclonal antibodies. And that is what's stored and used in ER centers around the country and around the world to use as anti-venom to snake bites. Now, I remember sitting here thinking, I remember thinking, oh, okay, so monoclonal antibodies are anti-venom? That's weird. Then I started thinking, is it true? Monoclonal antibodies. Is it true that the FDA, CDC, and NIH have been supportive of doctors using monoclonal antibodies against COVID-19? The answer is no. No, I know. In fact, in fact it's, they're so anti against monoclonal antibodies that January 21st, 2022, they banned all use of monoclonal antibodies around this entire country in all U.S. territories. So right. that's how against monoclonal antibody use with COVID-19 they are. So I remember thinking all of a sudden, and this is true, Anne, this is the steel truth, it doesn't matter what the CDC, the NIH, the American Medical Association, the FDA, whatever they keep saying about COVID to use and trust or to not use and distrust. If it works against COVID-19, they consistently tell you not to use it. Correct. If it's dangerous, deadly, and unproven, they continue to tell you to use it. Correct. Think about remdesivir. It was never FDA approved before. Anthony Fauci said, we're the only country going to use it. The vaccines never for COVID-19 have been tested on humans, so they tell you to use them. Uh, what did they tell you about hydroxychloroquine? Don't use it. It's unproven. Right. Really? Well, so many people have proven it works, and it was, proven most, it was proven to be the most effective thing against SARS-CoV-1 in 2005. Right. So everything they tell you to do, do the opposite. So immediately when I realized this doctor had asked me about antivenom, would I go get it if I bit by a snake? Immediately I learned for the first time ever that antivenom was made from monoclonal antibodies. That's what monoclonal antibodies are. This sent me down a rabbit hole I haven't been able to get out of. And it's been very hard for the last three and a half months to talk about anything else. And my spirit feels like it's about to explode because I know what they're doing to everybody around the world. And this is why I'm target number one. Mm -hmm. At the time of this interview, Zev Zelenko doesn't even know what I'm about to tell you. Uh, I've, I've just left it to myself. So for him to know that I'm number one target, it's because of this info. I promise you it is this info. My entire view of monoclonal antibodies and COVID-19 changed when I realized the FDA, NIH, and CDC are not encouraging the use of monoclonal antibodies. When I realized that monoclonal antibodies are actually used as anti-venom, I then had to immediately take a look and see, because I had no idea, I had to then look and see if the United States government is restricting the use of monoclonal antibodies that are anti-venom, because is there any proof or suggestion that COVID-19 could be anything other than a virus? Could COVID-19 actually be poisoned or poisoning with snake venom? That, that they know monoclonal antibodies 
help preserve the life of people with. And this is what happens. Okay, I'm going to set the stage for you. Um, Whoa, I, I got a big break there. You know, I, okay, yeah. Whoa, this okay, so is, I just, this I just is need big. To, I just need to let you know, and we'll show some documentation here. Yeah, this is. A I big. had to go. I had to go and see. And this was the very next thing that went through my brain. It was, is it possible how that monoclonal antibodies, which how, are made how, how would they get this to you? I mean, if it's snake venom, I mean, we got to get to that part. But you got to prove to me that how you came up with that theory, because that's crazy. It sounds crazy, but. No, it, no it's crazy. Uh, but with all the documentation I have, I have hundreds of documents here. I can actually prove it, that they're actually, they're actually poisoning all of you with snake venom. And I can prove it. And it isn't a virus that's respiratory at all. It's never been, ever. So I'm going to actually show you how I know it. This is why Big Pharma is so threatened. Uh, and, and I just want you to know, I, I am not. What are the symptoms of bit by a snake? What are the symptoms if you have a rattlesnake bite? We'll go through that. I'll show you the presentation. Okay. okay so, so let me just tell you how my brain works. Okay. okay. God knew that I was going to take this and go shooting off into the future and into the history to find out. If this was true, I want you to know that there's, I'm going to ask you, what is the point of fact checkers and Vandersteel? <laughs> to, dis, to dispel, to cover up the truth and redirect okay, it to some other falsehood. Very good. Uh, so this was actually what I had to do first. When I actually thought, is there a possibility that COVID-19 might not be a virus and it might be venom? Like really, like it might be venom in my brain. All I'm doing is going through this. In about 45 minutes after reading this text, I was like, Dah. I was like, is it true? Let's just see. Uh, if it's true, there should be fact checkers on the original source of SARS-CoV-2. Oh, my God. Did you know? Because I didn't. Did you know that in January of 2020 that the scientists in Wuhan in China actually said that there was three sources of SARS-CoV-2 that it could be? When they isolated the blood of the people in Wuhan who had this pneumonia-like symptoms, they said it's either from bats, yeah. snakes, or pangolins. Now, I had never even known that anybody thought it might be a snake. I had no idea. But there was hundreds of news articles from January through February talking about the original source is most like two snakes that the genetic sequences of the spike protein in these people actually was more like two snakes. And those two snakes were the common crate and the Chinese, or sorry, the king cobra. So the common crate and the king cobra snake. That was the two. In fact, I'm gonna show you that scientists in China isolated the spike proteins and that it was absolutely more that it was more proven genetic sequencing that this came from two snakes more than it came from bats. And do you know, I would look to see, did they fact check those stories? Oh my God, the very first fact checking stories in January, February, and March of 2020 around the world was mm -hmm. fact checking the snakes were a source of SARS COVID 2. Now, this is when I knew. This was the ultimate lie setup because yeah. they kept deflecting people from this idea that scientists were finding out that it was from snake venom and they were redirecting people to the bat narrative. 
And notice they've never fact-checked the bat narrative. Right. That's because they want you to look at bats because they don't want you to look at snake venom or the possibility right. that it is from snakes. Right. So I just want you to know. Uh, I, is- can actually, I can actually provide evidence that all of SARS-CoV-2 and the COVID-19 pandemic is actually snake venom poisoning and not a virus. And I know how they're doing it, all of it. Okay. How they're spreading it, how they're spreading it, who they're targeting. Yeah. I'm not joking. And then, uh, and then uh, why it is, why it is not only the FDA, CDC, and the NIH continue to tell people not to use monoclonal antibodies, but why it is from the beginning they have said, do not use hydroxychloroquine. And why it is they want to punish doctors for talking about zinc and why it is the FDA wanted to change the regulations and registration of a supplement called N-acetylcysteine in early 2020 and make it a prescription drug. This is all a great setup because they've known for decades that those three things block these venoms from killing you. Yep. Okay. Can I just stop here? I've got to pull up a couple of biblical references here um, and some more conspiratorial. But first of all, uh, and we'll get to the conspiratorial one later, but the biblical reference are snakes, serpents, right? Uh, reptile. This uh, all goes to the Bible, right? Um, this, this to me, and of course, King Cobra, it's all very biblical in terms of how they're doing this and what they're using according to what you found. It's the, the big question is how are they distributing it? Because people aren't running around getting bitten by snakes. I, as far as I know, I've never been bitten by a snake. A monkey in my lifetime, a long time ago, but not a snake. So we got to get to the distribution part, but I know you've got documents you want to share. So I, I just want to put that out there because it is biblical. And the fact that you receive this information from God also shows the hand of God that's here in order to, uh, you know, take those for the, that are willing to listen along for the journey because not everybody gets to go where God's going, right? So this is where people need to listen. Okay, Dr. Arden. Now, if we need to do more recordings, I've got about 20 minutes before somebody's going to show up here. But uh, I need to, I want to take you through some of this documentation so you can see, and I have way more. But, uh, and then I want to wrap this up with um, the biblical side. Okay. Like you just mentioned. Okay. So let's get to it. You ready? You're ready. All right. So can you believe COVID-19 is not really a virus? phenomenal it's extreme oh my goodness uh if you don't think this is going to get fact checked it's going to be phenomenal except all of you are going to have all the documentation ready here we go we're going to do some screen sharing you let me know when you can see this i see it yep where did COVID 19 potentially come from all right so we're going to start out on most of these slides you're going to see at the top i already put the dates so it's going to reference the month and the year so you can see this all right so here we go on healthline where did the new coronavirus come from potentially a bat snake or pangolin. I didn't make this up. You can see when the dates are too on the right, written by January 27, 2020, and you see right below there, it was fact-checked by someone named Dana K. Castle. If you click the fact-check, it takes you to the fact-checking of this story because it wasn't snakes. All right, next one. Here we go. This is in the same article. A new study found the virus may have originated in bats and then spread to humans via a snake or pangolin. And then Shang Yangi, a professor with the university and member of the research team told Zinu News Service that although previous research found the novel coronavirus originated in bats, those animals hibernate in the winter, 
making it unlikely they caused this current outbreak. Interesting, right? <laughs> All right, CNN Health. Snakes could be the source of the Wuhan corona out virus outbreak. No way. CNN was allowed to talk about this. January 24th, 2020. Mm-hmm. Next, inside this same article, the Chinese crate and the Chinese cobra may be the original source of the newly discovered coronavirus that has triggered an outbreak of a deadly infectious respiratory illness in China this winter. But when the researchers performed a more detailed bioinformatics analysis of the 2019 in it suggests that this coronavirus might come from snakes. CNN. Continuing on from bats to snakes, the researchers used an analysis of the protein codes favored by the new coronavirus and compared it to the protein codes from coronaviruses found in different animal hosts, like birds, snakes, marmots, hedgehogs, mantis, bats, and humans. Surprisingly, they found the protein codes in 2019 are most similar to those used in snakes. CNN. And then January 2020, no, snakes probably aren't the source of that new coronavirus in China. Here comes the fact checking. Okay. But inside the article, it actually states, based on similarities between the virus's codons, which are three segments of nucleic acids, and those of its potential animal hosts, snake is the most probable wildlife animal reservoir for the 2019 COVID virus. The researchers write, we and his team suggest a virus from the mini banded crate or Chinese cobra may have combined with a bat virus and sparked the new outbreak. No, it didn't, but that's what they referenced. Oh, here we go, January 2020. They even call it snake pneumonia in this article at SciTech Daily. Snake pneumonia, coronavirus outbreak in China is traced to snakes by genetic analysis, January 22nd, 2020. Finally, the team uncovered evidence that the 2019 likely resided in snakes before being transmitted to humans. Recombination with the viral receptor binding protein may have allowed for cross-species transmission from snakes to humans, or they could have just poisoned you with it. Results derived from our evolutionary analysis suggest for the first time that snake is the most probable wildlife animal reservoir for the 2019 SARS-CoV-2. All right, now here we go. January 2020 article, published article, cross-species transmission of the newly identified coronavirus 2019 SARS-CoV-2. Cross-species. It went from one species of animals into humans. Got it? That's the title. Somewhere. All right. As you can see here, I can't see because of where you're placed on the screen. Oh, here we go. Rocket. Two types of snakes containing many banded crates and Chinese cobra were used for RSCU analysis, squared Euclidean distance between SARS-CoV-2 and the snakes. The bungarotoxin multisynthesis is 13.54, which is the crate, the distance between the 2019 SARS-CoV-2 and another snake, Naja Naja Atra, which is the king cobra, is 16.69. Okay. Okay. Hold on. These data suggest that the 2019 SARS-CoV-2 might be more effectively used snakes translation machinery than that of other animals. This is the inside of that chart, inside the research study. As you look to the left, the left animal's gene sequences are the most identical to SARS-CoV-2. Okay. Bungarus multisensus is actually the common banded crate. Naja Atra, as you can see in the picture, is the king cobra. 
the next animal is the bats, then chickens, then pangolins, and then humans, then hedgehogs, and then whatever that last thing is. All right. I just need everyone to see that crates from the beginning gene sequences was the most likely cause or source of SARS-CoV-2. Okay. Ready? Now, this is in the summary of this same article. This is very important. Everyone needs to listen to this. In summary, the results derived from our evolutionary analysis suggest that SARS-CoV-2 2019 has most similar genetic information with that coronavirus and has most similar codon usage bias with a snake. Now, I need to make this very clear. Everyone, please focus on the SARS-CoV-2 2019 virus. The last statement is, has most similar codon usage bias with snake. Now, I didn't know, and what codon usage bias meant. So I had to look it up. What does it mean? Well, a codon, as you see down low on this little graphic image on NIH's website, a codon is a little sequence on mRNA <laughs> that has three sequences of specific amino acids. Okay? So it's got these three little uh, right. nucleotides. So that's a codon, these little sequences on mRNA or DNA. This is very important to understand. The reference is the most similar codon usage bias is with a snake. Got it. Ready? Ready for this? Yep. Here we go. Amazingly, amazingly, codon usage bias reflects the origin, mutation patterns, and evolution of the species. Read the very first part of this. Codon usage bias reflects the origin. They say here. Yep. There you go. Codon usage bias is most similar to snake. Correct. Because it is snake. The origin comes from a snake. All right. Same month, they put it on CNN that snake venom can now be made in a lab. Look at the choice of the snake on the picture on CNN. Wow. So you don't even need snakes to make venom anymore. You can synthetically make it, ironically. January 2020, very beginning of this pandemic. All right, now, in nature genetics. I need to get to this thing here. Are these uh, scientists who have published this, this information, are they still alive? Just no, no. You know? uh, actually, there's one who's not, and he's the one that's made me worry the most, and I'll tell you about him because okay. it's a part of this God thing. January 2020 in nature genetics. This is published January 6, 2020. This is significant. I'm going to tell you right now what this is. The Indian Cobra reference genome and transcriptome enables comprehensive identification of venom toxins. There has been like a 10-year study on Indian Cobra venom, and they've been doing a gene sequencing mapping of all of the toxins in King Cobra venom, okay? And they publish it January 2020. Here we go. This is what you need to know. Among, inside the abstract, which is the summary, it says right here, highlighted part, Among the 139 toxin genes, there were 19 venom-specific toxins that showed venom gland-specific expression. How many? 19. The 19 is not figurative, by the way, or ironic. It is 19 venom-specific toxins that showed venom gland-specific expression that target specific organs in a mammal. 
It is likely that these genes, together with the 19 venom, these VSTs, toxins, form the core toxic effector components of the venom and include a wide range of symptoms, including cardiovascular dysfunction, muscular paralysis, nausea, blurred vision, and systemic effects such as hemorrhage. Wow. And this, you asked, Anne, what are... What happens when you get bit by a snake? Well, let's just look at the Indian king cobra. That was the second most common codon usage bias source for SARS-CoV-2. Look at it. Systemic hemorrhage, neurological symptoms, paralysis. Look in the middle. Respiratory difficulties, blood coagulation, anticoagulation, local tissue damage, rapid pulse, sudden shock, low blood pressure, muscle tissue, vasodilation, blah, blah. You'll see down there below. These are the 19 venom toxins and what they do. Yep. Next thing, January 2020, when you look at the end of their actual study, I wanted to know who completed this study. I couldn't believe it. The ethics declarations. Might there be a competing conflict of interest in the people who are contributing to this study for years on King Cobra Venom? Yeah, there is. No one talks about this company, but it says employees of Genentech hold Roche shares options. This is very important, by the way. Genentech, just so you know, this is published. All the research is done by a company called Genentech that's owned by a company called Roche. Right. Guess who bought two biological research facilities from Genentech in 2011 and brought 55 of their executives into their company? Guess what company it was, and just, just for Pfizer? a guess. Pfizer? Pfizer? No. no. No? Nope. A company called Gilead that makes Oh, Redesca. Gilead. Yeah, remdesivir. Okay, I was going to say it's one of those demon companies. <laughs> right. So Genentech, there's several facilities in San Francisco in 2011 that are bought by Gilead, who makes remdesivir, otherwise known as Vecleri. And right. Genentech, they bought these facilities, same company that's actually doing this work on snake venom, king cobra venom, for the last 10 years. Uh, I have a problem with this, by the way. Uh, okay, we'll get to that. Yep. But if it's true that I'm telling you it's snake venom and not a virus. What about the sense of loss of taste and smell with this COVID-19? Is it possible that uh, snakes have this effect? Oh my God, look, you can read it right here. Permanent nerve damage does not occur in most species such as mambas and cobras as the venom does not damage the nerve cell. However, with bites from crates, permanent or semi-permanent nerve damage can occur as the toxins adhere to nerve cells for much longer. An interesting side effect from a neurotoxic snake is the permanent loss of taste or smell after the bite has been successfully treated. Bites from bird adders can also result in problems with smell and taste. However, these effects are not permanent. But watch this. Aguja. I don't know if you know what that is. Aguja following cobra envenomation. Myth and fact on venom sucking. This is from 2011. People who are sucking the venom of cobras and then spitting it out to save people's lives they develop a loss of taste with getting it in their mouth that lasts for a long time. Here we go. Here's a, here's a case. We present two cases where victims develop total loss of taste after they tried sucking the tissue materials from the side of the cobra bite. We determined that it is a local effect of the venom as the probable hypothesis for the mechanism of a guja in both of the patients. Mm-hmm. Nearly 18 hours after oral exposure to the venom, they complained of complete loss of taste. Interesting. Really interesting. After two hours of her last attempt of sucking cobra venom, she developed the symptoms. In addition, features of respiratory paralysis appeared, and she required ventilatory support. 
She was also given polyvalent and anti-snake venom and recovered well with a single dose of treatment. The NIH even knows changes in smell, including loss of smell, as well as taste, have been reported following elapid bites, which are vipers, mainly from black snakes. In most cases, patients report a horrible taste sensation or change in taste or smell that persists for months to years. Mm-hmm. Persistent anosmoia due to olfactory bulb atrophy has been reported in another confirmed case of mulga snake. Okay, that's from the NIH, by the way. NIH, you see the top left. In 2019, they knew this, right before the pandemic. All right, so in August of 2020, snake venom, snake venom derived bradykinin potentiating peptides is a promising therapy for COVID-19. No way. How is it possible that snake venom is a solution that's being published in August of 2020? Really, you think? All right, this is amazing. September 2020 on Getty Images. This is where people buy pictures to put on their blogs and stuff. Hey, look at the title here. This is amazing. From September 2020, I cannot believe this description is on there. A scientist manipulates a velvet snake to extract venom at this institute in Costa Rica. The institute obtained coronavirus proteins from labs in China and the UK to immunize six donated horses for treatment and which plasma was used to produce a viral treatment to be tested in 26 patients infected with the new COVID-19. You have to understand, they took what they called the coronavirus proteins and injected it into a horse and extracted antibodies. That's what they do with snakes to make antivenom to snakes. They're using using snake venom peptides and proteins. They're calling it COVID-19. Cannot believe this is there. This is September 2020. Now, look at this. The British Medical Journal, Global Health, October 2020. And how much have you heard in the news about snake bites the last two years? Nothing. Zero. Zero. However, the British Medical Journal states that there are two crises in the world right now and one research and development opportunity. Those two crises are snake bites and COVID-19, but they have one research and development opportunity. No way. It's because they're poisoning you with snakes. Look at the summary box here at the bottom on the right. Despite inherent differences, snake bite and venomating and COVID-19 have much in common in terms of research and development challenges and opportunities no way you want to know why because you're being injected with snake poison not even injected you're also ingesting it search for a snake bite and medscape drug might lead to a covid treatment too interesting here we go venom from one of brazil's largest snakes could reduce covid's ability to multiply no way you're using snake venom anti-venom this is january 2021 i just want to bring this to your attention january 2020 here's a research study Snake venom phospholipases A2 possesses a strong virucidal activity against SARS-CoV-2 in vitro and blocks the cell, cell fusion mediated by spike glycoprotein interaction with ACE2 receptor. No way. Incredible. Snake venom is a solution and antivenom. Oh, look at the first, look where the department's from, number five and six on the left. That's out of Moscow, Russia. Russia. Bring it on. Okay, let's go. Advances in COVID-19 therapies, the Guardian. Uh, they found advances in COVID-19 therapies include February 2020, snake venom enzyme. I highlighted it there for you. All right, August 2021, snake venom-related enzyme may drive the entire COVID-19 mortality. No way. August 2021, scientists decode molecular mechanism responsible for COVID-19 mortality. 
At the bottom, a team of researchers have identified what may be the key molecular mechanism responsible for COVID-19 deaths, an enzyme related to neurotoxins found in rattlesnake venom. Wow. <laughs> no way. Now, look at this article from the University of Arizona. This is very important, like venom coursing through the body. Researchers identify the mechanism driving COVID-19 mortality. Just so you know, I'm going to be explaining this over and over and over in the media in the weeks to come. University of Arizona here took bodies from two hospitals of people who were treated for COVID-19, and they found venom coursing through the body of these people who died. Guess what they were all treated with, Ann Vandersteel? Either monoclonal or, or snake venom, anti-venom. Anti <laughs> uh, nope, I'm just going to tell you right now, the whole world needs to know this. When I said Gilead bought Genentech, who's been doing research on oh, COVID-19. They gave him remdesivir? They gave him remdesivir. Remdesivir, everybody, is cobra venom. It is lyophilized cobra venom, and we're going to prove it. They are using cobra venom and putting it inside your body, into your veins, in hospitals, and they are killing you. That's why they see this. Okay. Now, why is it they keep saying you can't use hydroxychloroquine or chloroquine for COVID-19? Because this enzyme that I just showed you the University of Arizona found is what's causing death. It's called phospholipase A2. You see it highlighted at the bottom? Yep. Phospholipase A2 is inhibited by chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine. Since August of 1993, they've known this. Read the highlighted part. Phospholipase A2 was inhibited by the antimalarials, yep. which is hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and chloroquine, quinine, and artether. At, at concentrations that cause 50% inhibition. They've known that hydroxychloroquine blocks snake venom poisoning with this enzyme called phospholipase A2 that is also inside of SARS-CoV-2. I just want you to know, in 2012, you'll see this study here on NIH's website, there's an unusual stability of mRNA and snake venom that reveals gene expression dynamics of venom replenishment. Amazing. It's so unusual, it's so stable, here we exploit the unusual stability of mRNA and venom to conduct for the first time quantitative PCR testing to characterize the dynamics of gene expression of newly synthesized venom proteins following venom depletion. They've been using PCR testing to evaluate snake venom proteins for years. This is why they're using the PCR test because the wow. PCR test is used to identify gene sequences of snake venom, period. And mRNA and snake venom, they've been isolating and talking about just how amazing it is. Check this out. Same article, mRNA extractions from venom. Polyadenylated mRNA was purified from lyophilized, freeze-dried, powdered form venom using what are called DynaBeads, mRNA direct kit, using the manufacturer's protocol. And Vandersteel and the rest of the world, guess what DynaBeads are? This is August 2012. So they find mRNA is very stable in venoms. Yeah. They, wrap it, they wrap it in, not a joke, in nanoparticle hydrogel, and then they added DynaBeads to it. DynaBeads are magnetic nanoparticles. What is everybody with these mRNA experiencing? Graphene no, oxide. No, 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 no. They're experiencing this magnetism effect. Oh, yeah, right. Things are magnetizing to them, yep. Yes, there is magnetic nanoparticle metal components called DynaBeads that's already been since 2012 attached to the mRNA of snake venom. They're injecting us with peptides and proteins in the mRNA shots 
from Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson and Johnson and AstraZeneca that come from snakes, venom. They've been doing this for years and they have figured out their specific proteins and peptides in snake venom, 19 of them that directly target organs like the pancreas, which is why diabetics are dying, heart disease patients, which is why heart disease patients are dying, the effects of obesity, why they're dying, heart, lungs, you name it. They are specifically gene sequences of these snake venoms proteins they are injecting into you to target people with comorbidities and kill them. That's what's in the mRNA shots. They've been doing this for decades. All right. This is just more of what the mRNA does, how they found it favorable. Now, I just want to bring this full circle. November 2021, Pfizer files for an EUA application for a new COVID-19 drug called Paxlovid. Right. I want to read this last part of this for you. Inside of Paxlovid, PF073213332 inhibits cysteine protease from the PA clan proteases that play coagulation role as they are involved in blood clotting cascades. As a cysteine protease inhibitor, it may disrupt coagulation and have blood thinning qualities leading to predisposition to internal bleeding. Several snake venoms also belong to PA clan proteases and interfere with blood clotting cascades. This is interesting in light of presence of neurotoxin-like motifs noted earlier in SARS-CoV-2 sequences related to snake venom neurotoxin superantigens. Paxlovid has also a neurotoxin already found to be in SARS-CoV-2 that actually binds to nicotinic receptors in your brain stem that suppress your diaphragm's ability to contract. Therefore, you can't breathe. Your oxygen levels fall, but it looks like you have a respiratory infection, and you don't. Do, do you, you have. get a severe headache when it attaches to your brainstem? Yes, you do. Headaches is a very telltale sign of snake and venom. Now, check this out. I can't believe this. December 2021, the Wall Street Call announces that there's a new future growth outlook for the anti-venom market. Look what two companies they list, Pfizer and Merck. Pfizer's releasing a new drug called Paxlovid, which I just showed you has snake venom in it. Mm-hmm. Merck. Merck is releasing a drug called Monopirnavir, which is also mutagenic and causes cancer-like effects. Guaranteed you, Merck also has anti-venom or venom properties from snakes inside their drugs also. Lost taste as well. We already went through that, the unusual mRNA. Now, just so you know, how are they doing it? And if I asked you, do you believe that uh, Project Mockingbird and the CIA still work with Hollywood to project narratives? 100%. You're 100% committed. 100% committed. And convinced. Convinced, uh, without a shadow of a doubt. I know enough right. people that have, have left Hollywood that have exposed all this. Not to mention you look back now and you can see the movies that they built and put out years ago are telling us what's happening today. So continue. Absolutely. All right, so here we go. My parents just miraculously a couple of months ago told me to watch this TV series because they thought I'd like the, the main guy. And Love it. it is true. I don't even like watching TV shows. I do research and like reading. That's just my thing. Thanks. I don't watch TV. It's surprising they told me this, but I think God told them to tell me to watch this. Because about three weeks ago, I'm into this thing called season four. And I just want to read this to you. So this is season four, The Blacklist. This is off of Wikipedia. And it says yep. the fourth season of the American Crime Thriller t- TV series, The Blacklist, premiered on NBC on September 22nd, 2016. 
Okay, do you see the year there? Yes. Fourth Wait. season. Yes. It, it launches and premieres on NBC September 22nd, 2016. Uh, that's four years before the pandemic. Four. Correct. All right, now, what snake did I tell you and show you is the most most the crate the the common crate is the snake that has the most gene source likelihood found by genetics geneticists this is blacklist season four episode 15 this just explains what's going on it's called the apothecary it's season four episode 15 okay now i want to see if i could play this for you do you mind me playing a few minutes of the show for you oh, right ahead please we love clips Raymond, are you sure about this? It's bringing them all together in one location. It's dangerous. One of our most trusted confidants intends to do irrevocable damage to the organization. Let's be confronted swiftly. It's dangerous. There's a traitor in the family. I intend to find them. And if something goes wrong? Hold on. Uh, hold on. Don't just hold on. Keep breathing. What's going on? Mr. Reddington, my name is Dr. Haverkamp. I'm an on-call specialist on your Code 77 team, and you had an emergency. Or her Give the medication a minute. Just give it a minute. I need you to listen. Do you know where you are? What do you remember? Dinner. Restaurant. What's wrong with me? We're not quite sure. We thought at first you may have had a series of mini strokes, but the MRIs, the EEGs, they ruled that out. Or is there made embryo now? I don't know who that is, but the man who drove you here left as soon as you stabilized. I don't remember. Mr. Reddington, I was told that you insist on a frank, unvarnished assessment of the situation, so here it is. You're dying. We believe you've been poisoned. We're not sure how, but your symptoms are severe and they're progressing at an alarming rate. The cocktail of steroids will stave off the symptoms for a short time, but unless we know how you were poisoned... Oh, how can you keep me alive? It's hard to say. Uh, a day? Maybe two? What? No, 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 no. Your cell phone, do you have a cell phone? Please, Mr. Reddington, you need medical attention. Your condition is critical. Where are you going? Elizabeth, got the task force. I need your help. Solve a murder. Guys, this apothecary, this guy is good. You got the toxicology report? He knew Helen Dolly. I'm sorry, not no, no, like he met her. He knew her medical history, and he used it against her. Helen's doctors think she went to a coma because of a reaction to a tree nut allergy. But the truth is, this apothecary used some sort of complex weaponized allergen to trigger uh, the same reaction, meaning her doctors... We're treating symptoms, but not the cause. How does this help us with Reddington? We have to find out if Reddington has any pre-existing conditions. 
which one was targeted. And find an antidote to reverse the effects all in the next several hours. Right, that, that is the bad news. There's good news? The lab did find one distinct element in the molecular structure of the drops taken from Robert Dolly's apartment. A peptide unique to the venom of Dungaris flaviceps, also known as the red-headed crite. Incredibly rare. We're looking for steroids. episode that Raymond Reddington was poisoned by drinking the venom in a drink. I have said nonstop for the last six months, I believe they're poisoning us through the water, but I didn't know how they were doing it. You guys are all drinking venom in your water. They've yep. synthesized this actual, these peptides specific in these venoms of snakes. They're putting it in your water and they're targeting specific cities, communities, nursing homes around the world and they're targeting blacks native american reservations uh, hispanics hispanic big time communities uh, the elderly in nursing homes they're targeting lbgtq communities and if you don't believe me go look at cdc.gov's covid data tracker on the left hand side you'll see this weird thing it says wastewater surveillance system go click it and look at all the cities that they're messing with your water. I wouldn't trust the CDC for a second. Two weeks ago, they said, Walensky did to the CDC that they're increasing their water surveillance testing sites in America from 400 to 647. They're not letting this go. Beware of the water. They've figured out how to do this. Now, I'm just gonna tell you, it's not just the water. They're poisoning Watch you with the water. snake venom. They're not just poisoning you with water that has snake venom in it and peptides synthesized in a lab. They're then actually targeting you with remdesivir, which is from snake venom, from Genentech and Gilead. They're pumping that into your veins in a hospital to kill you. Every single known adverse event published or adverse side effect of remdesivir is identical to king cobra venom poisoning, including the prothrombin time. That is a tall tale sign of cobra venom poisoning. Okay, so then number three, they're now using mRNA from snake venom and pumping it into your veins. This whole thing is to accomplish one goal. Everybody's kind of hinting on it. They think there's nanotechnology in the shots to cause the mark of the beast, right? They talk about this mark of the beast. They're using nanotechnology, hydrogel, parasites. That's not what they're doing. That's not even all what they're doing. <clears throat> they're actually inserting 
the serpent's DNA and figured out how to get the mRNA of snake venom gene sequences to insert themselves into your human God-created DNA to make you a beast, an animal, a hybrid, a chimera. That's what they're doing. And I couldn't believe it when I read this, this, this article. I'm just going to give them credit. This is from 2012. How the mark of the beast will, will write, how it will rewrite the human genome, corrupting the image is the title. Genetics of the deception, recombinant DNA, okay? The technology known as recombinant DNA, in fact, now makes it possible for a grown man or woman to be altered at the genetic level. If a non-human gene were introduced into the human genome, then the person would no longer be fully human, but would, by definition, become a hybrid. The ancient name for a creature that is composed of different, of different kinds is known as a chimera. And that is also the name given to hybrid creatures by scientists today. Hold on. Gets better. Okay. All right. I just want you to know this. Using recombinant DNA, a fully mature man could inject himself with the selected gene or genes of another species. The process, which is really just a matter of copying and pasting, is explained in July 1998 issue of Nature. Mm-hmm. His image, quote, and it was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast might even speak and might cause those who would not worship the image of the beast to be slain, Revelation 13, 15. Mm-hmm. All right. Also, it is the image of the beast causes it all to be marked. You know that whole story. To whom would Satan, this is the conclusion, to whom? Would Satan be willing to give his own genetic material, crossing the line of mixing different kinds? Hold on one second. Crossing the line of what? You you froze for a second. Crossing the line of mixing different kinds is against the natural law of God. Right. The sons of God that did so in the days of Noah got themselves thrown into the pit or abyss, as testified by Peter, who says, for if God did not spare the angels who sinned, but threw them into hell and locked them into the chains of utter darkness to be kept until the judgment. The penalty for crossing that barrier is ostensibly imprisonment until the final judgment. We know that Satan will find himself thrown into the abyss right after the great tribulation and perhaps fathering his own son is the line that he is not permitted to cross. Therefore, Satan must be very selective of this person. We can presume that this person will have all the worldly advantages possible, the best education, all the power, riches, and technology. He will worship Lucifer and will lust for the ultimate power to have greater than human capacity. This person will indeed be the one that Jesus spoke of who gains the whole world but loses his soul. He will obtain Satan's own genetic material and then insert it into his body using recombinant DNA. His body's own RNA will then cause the satanic strain to be replicated into various parts of his body. And once completed, his genetic makeup DNA will be a new code, a code not strictly from Adam, even in Adam's fallen state, but will be augmented code that has been mixed with Satan, just as God declared in Genesis 3.15. Satan will finally succeed in imitating the incarnation. All right. I need you to understand they're putting it in plain sight. That's right. There's a, there is a new, there's a new vaccine world, a new vaccine that's just been unleashed to be passed to all children in India. 
I want to show you the name of that vaccine. The, oh my God, Cobravax. Oh All you gotta do is transpose the words and the letters R and B, and you get the real meaning. It's Cobravax. Right. This has actually been. There's two doctors out of Houston that have been nominated with a Nobel Prize nomination for this patent-free version. You have to understand, look at the actual company is Biological E. For those of you who don't know, look at Biological E in India. Biological E in India is actually the manufacturer of this vaccine, not these two guys down in Houston. But this Biological E, guess what they specialize in manufacturing? Venom of cobras, venoms of crates. That is their job. That's what they do for a living. They are injecting people with venom, people. This is what they're doing, and they're putting it in your face. Everybody so, needs to be warned. So they're layering this. They're layering this. You're, you're getting, they're, they're poisoning us. Are they poisoning us in our water? They're poisoning us in the water is what I heard you say. They're injecting it with the uh, vaccines. They're called vaccines, these mRNA experimental jabs, and then they're putting it in remdesivir. They're layering it to continue to, and, of course, they have the CRISPR technology in here, which is replacing your, R, your DNA with the mRNA. Is that right. essentially what's going on in, through a layered approach? Now, has this yeah. ever been, has this ever been uh, aerosolized? Because there's two times I can tell you, Dr. Artis, once at CPAC, I came home, and the next day, I started to feel the throat, woke up to, like, it felt like a two-by-four hit me in the back of the head. I couldn't even lay my head on the pillow, and then I was out sick, shallow breathing, struggled to breathe. Never went to a doctor, but I toughed it out. I had 103 and a half fever, lost my sense of taste and smell for months, months. And then I got sick another time in D.C. And that's another story, but uh, yeah. I actually actually have from people that are in U.S. national counterterrorism who have actually told me they're aerosolizing it now. And this is actually going to be used to target those who have already gotten the mRNA vaccine to make them die, just so you know. All right, so I want to show you something. From, there was a guy named Dr. Hoff out of British Columbia, Canada, and he said that after all of his patients were getting vaccinated with mRNA vaccines, he noticed these very fatigue-like symptoms. They were all chronically fatigued and had low energy. Do you yeah. remember what he found in their blood work? He ran a special test. He wanted to know um, if they had this one enzyme. Do you remember what it was called? Uh, the enzyme? It was something to do with snakes. It's called the D-dimer. D- oh, yeah, the D-dimer test. That's right. So Dr. Ryan Cole talks about this too, but there's this D-dimer. Yep. And this D-dimer tells you that there's massive amounts of coagulation going in the body. And this is what Dr. Hoff brought to the world. He's like, all of them are testing for accentuated high levels of D-dimers. I want yep. you to just look at this article. How are elevated D-dimer levels interpreted? This is on Medscape, a very reputable medical journal. Just recently, March 21st of 2022. Yeah, you saw that on there? Yeah, you see that? Yeah, I'm looking at the yeah. date. Okay, so there's five bullet points. I want to show you what elevated D-dimers mean to a medical doctor and a lab. Ready? Yep. Number five bullet point. Snake venom poisoning. Wow. Uh, they are poisoning you with snake venom to cause massive amounts of coagulation. They want to destroy your DNA. Um, I have actually said this, and I'll just say it on this this actual platform. I've said it this whole time. Uh, actually, for about a year, I've been openly vocal that I believe that uh, the Pope and the Roman Catholic Church are actually behind this in the order of the Jesuits. I actually think this is why I'm on Big Pharma's hit list is number one, because I'm the only one talking about that. Mm-hmm. But how ironic would it be that the Catholic Church and all of Christendom they would take the Protestants' views 
of Satan being symbolically a snake. And they would take that evil symbol in nature and take its poison that is known to be a bioweapon. For thousands of years, snake venom has been used as a bioweapon. It hasn't changed. They're using it again in mass amounts to massively poison you with the serpent's poison. Avoid at all costs the hospitals. Avoid the mRNA vaccines. They are absolutely trying to destroy you. They're trying to destroy you physically, kill you, mass murder you, and change you into what they want you to become, a beast, an animal. That's what they're trying to do. So I, I just want the world to know I have much more documentation I'm going to be bringing to prove this to the world. Uh, and I want all countries around the world taking remdesivir, having it evaluated in labs that look for the proteins and peptides and snake venom. You'll find key cobra venom in it and the peptides found in it. And all these people need to be prosecuted, taken to prison, thrown in prison, massively How- removed from this planet. All of them do. Okay, I have a question. I know you testified recently um, with Dr. Reiner Fulmix. Is this information being brought from people worldwide, and it, will this re- end up in the, in the Hague in the World Court, where they did Nuremberg trials after World War II? They will. I privately messaged Rainier Fulmick, and I haven't heard back from him yet because I know I want to bring this to him. Uh, but he's busy doing the tribunals and everything else right now worldwide, so he doesn't know it yet. But the whole world's finding out this week uh, that uh, I know this is what this is. Okay. Are you aware of anybody that has not only been indicted, but has been fully prosecuted and found fully guilty and will be military, will be executed via tribunal for these crimes against humanity? I have not been told yet. No. Okay. But this we needs to happen. We it needs to happen. Yes, it does. It needs to happen. This is a biblical war on there's just, there's, I know we could, I could, I, you, people come into your home right now, so I don't want to keep you longer, but this is explosive. So I need you to know something. This is not new. The designation COVID-19, I'm not even joking, in the Wall Street Journal, it was listed on a Wall Street Journal article. They said the naming of the pandemic is significant. The Latin definition of virus is specific and important in the designation of this pandemic is what it says in the Wall Street Journal. And it goes on to say that the Latin definition of virus historically means venom. Wow. So coronavirus was the early on pandemic name. Coronavirus literally meant Corona venom. I want everyone here to go to dictionary.com and type in the definition of Corona. If you type in the definition of Corona, it pulls up with a list of 13 known definitions of which one of them is ecclesiastical. Guess what Corona means in religion. It has a symbolic meaning. It's the gold ribbon around the base of what's called a mitre. I didn't even know what a mitre was. Guess what a mitre is? Do you even know? It's the Pope's hat that he wears. It's the gold ribbon around the base of his hat. It literally can read in Latin, which the Roman Catholic Church loves the Latin religion. In Latin, coronavirus actually means the Pope's crown hat venom. It also can mean crown. Check this out. Corona also means a crown, symbolically. Crowns are representative of a king. king. It could be Great king Britain. venom, and it could be king cobra venom from the beginning, right? So just so you know, there's a huge, I believe, ecclesiastical and religious plot here. I think this whole COVID-19 thing is, I believe, COVID-19 as designation. CO is representative of cobra. All right. I just want you to know this. You- there's a traitor in the family. I intend to find them. Venom poison. 
Okay, so then, number three, they're now using mRNA from snake venom and pumping it into your veins. This whole thing is to accomplish one goal. Everybody's kind of hitting on it. They think there's nanotechnology in the shots to cause the mark of the beast, right? They talk about this mark of the beast. They're using nanotechnology, hydrogel, parasites. That's not what they're doing. That's not even all what they're doing. They're actually inserting the serpent's DNA and figured out how to get the mRNA of snake venom gene sequences to insert themselves into your human God-created DNA to make you a beast, an animal, a hybrid, a chimera. That's what they're doing. And I couldn't believe it when I read this. This article, I'm just going to give them credit. This is from 2012. How the mark of the beast will, will write, how it will rewrite the human genome. Corrupting the image is the title. Genetics of the deception. Recombinant DNA. Okay. The technology known as recombinant DNA, in fact, now makes it possible for a grown man or woman to be altered at the genetic level. If a non-human gene were introduced into the human genome, then the person would no longer be fully human, but would, by definition, become a hybrid. The ancient name for a creature that is composed of different, of different kinds is known as a chimera, and that is also the name given to hybrid creatures by scientists today. Hold on. gets better. Okay. All right. I just want you to know this. Using recombinant DNA, a fully mature man could inject himself with the selected gene or genes of another species. The process, which is really just a matter of copying and pasting, is explained in July 1998's issue of Nature. Mm-hmm. His image, quote, and it was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast might even speak and might cause those who would not worship the image of the beast to be slain. Revelation 13, 15. Mm-hmm. All right. Also, it is the image of the beast causes all to be marked. You know that whole story. To whom would Satan, this is the conclusion, to whom would Satan be willing to give his own genetic material? Crossing the line of mixing different kinds. Hold on one second. Crossing the line of what? You, you froze for a second. Crossing the line of mixing different kinds is against the natural law of God. Right. The sons of God that did so in the days of Noah got themselves thrown into the pit or abyss, as testified by Peter, who says, For if God did not spare the angels who sinned, but threw them into hell and locked them into the chains of utter darkness to be kept until the judgment. The penalty for crossing that barrier is ostensibly imprisonment until the final judgment. We know that Satan will find himself thrown into the abyss right after the great tribulation and perhaps fathering his own son is the line that he is not permitted to cross. Therefore, Satan must be very selective of this person. We can presume that this person will have all the worldly advantages possible, the best education, all the power, riches, and technology He will worship Lucifer and will lust for the ultimate power to have greater than human capacity. This person will indeed be the one that Jesus spoke of who gains the whole world but loses his soul. He will obtain Satan's own genetic material and then insert it into his body using recombinant DNA. His body's own RNA will then cause the satanic strain to be replicated into various parts of his body. And once completed, his genetic makeup DNA will be a new code. A code not strictly from Adam, 
even in Adam's fallen state, but will be augmented code that has been mixed with Satan, just as God declared in Genesis 3.15. Satan will finally succeed in imitating the incarnation. All right. I need you to understand they're putting it in plain sight. That's right. There's a, there is a new, there's a new vaccine world, a new vaccine that's just been unleashed to be passed to all children in India. I want to show you the name of that vaccine. Oh my God. Cobravax. All you got to do is transpose the words and the letters R and B and you get the real meaning. It's Cobravax. Right. This has actually been, there's two doctors out of Houston that have been nominated with a Nobel Prize nomination for this patent-free version. You have to understand, look at the actual company is Biological E. For those of you who don't know, look at Biological E in India. Biological E in India is actually the manufacturer of this vaccine, not these two guys down in Houston. But this Biological E, guess what they specialize in manufacturing? Venom of cobras, venoms of crates. That is their job. That's what they do for a living. They are injecting people with venom, people. This is what they're doing, and they're putting it in your face. Everybody so, needs to be warned. So they're layering this. They're layering this. You're, you're getting, they're, they're poisoning us. Are they poisoning us in our water? They're poisoning us in the water is what I heard you say. They're injecting it with the uh, vaccines. They're called vaccines, these mRNA experimental jabs, and then they're putting it in remdesivir. They're layering it to continue to, and, of course, they have the CRISPR technology in there, which is replacing your, R, your DNA with the mRNA. Is that right. essentially what's going on in, well, through a layered approach? Now, has this yes. ever been, has this ever been uh, aerosolized? Because there's two times I can tell you, Dr. Artis, once at CPAC, I came home, and the next day, I started to feel the throat, woke up to, like, I felt like a two-by-four in the back of the head. I couldn't even lay my head on the pillow, and then I was out sick, shallow breathing, struggled to breathe. Never went to a doctor, but I toughed it out. I had 103 and a half fever, lost my sense of taste and smell for months, months. And then I got sick another time in D.C. And that's another story, but uh, yeah. I actually actually have from people that are in U.S. national counterterrorism who have actually told me they're aerosolizing it now. And this is actually going to be used to target those who have already gotten the mRNA vaccine to make them die, just so you know. All right, so I want to show you something. From, there was a guy named Dr. Hoff out of British Columbia, Canada, and he said that after all of his patients were getting vaccinated with mRNA vaccines, he noticed these very fatigue-like symptoms. They were all chronically fatigued and had low energy. Do you yeah. remember what he found in their blood work? He ran a special test. He wanted to know if they had this one enzyme. Do you remember what it was called? Uh, the enzyme? It was something to do with snakes. It's called the D-dimer. D- oh, yeah, the D-dimer test. That's right. So Dr. Ryan Cole talks about this too, but there's this D-dimer. Yep. And this D-dimer tells you that there's massive amounts of coagulation going in the body. And this is what Dr. Hoff brought to the world. He's like, all of them are testing for accentuated high levels of D-dimers. I want yep. you to just look at this article. How are elevated D-dimer levels interpreted? This is on Medscape, a very reputable medical journal. Just recently, March 21st of 2022. Yeah, you saw that on there? Yeah, you see that? Yeah, looking at the yeah. date. Okay, so there's five bullet points. I want to show you what elevated D-dimers mean to a medical doctor and a lab. Ready? Yep. Number five bullet point. Snake venom poisoning. Wow. Uh, they are poisoning you with snake venom to cause massive amounts of coagulation. They want to destroy your DNA. 
Um, I have actually said this, and I'll just say it on this, this actual platform. I've said it this whole time. Uh, actually, for about a year, I've been openly vocal that I believe that uh, the Pope and the Roman Catholic Church are actually behind this in the order of the Jesuits. I actually think this is why I'm on Big Pharma's hit list as number one, because I'm the only one talking about that. Mm-hmm. But how ironic would it be that the Catholic Church and all of Christendom, they would take the Protestants' views of Satan being symbolically a snake and they would take that evil symbol in nature and take its poison that is known to be a bioweapon. For thousands of years, snake venom has been used as a bioweapon. It hasn't changed. They're using it again in mass amounts to massively poison you with the serpent's poison. Avoid at all costs the hospitals. Avoid the mRNA vaccines. They are absolutely trying to destroy you. They're trying to destroy you physically, kill you, mass murder you, and change you into what they want you to become, a beast, an animal. That's what they're trying to do. So I I just want the world to know I have much more documentation I'm going to be bringing to prove this to the world, uh, and I want all countries around the world taking remdesivir, having it evaluated in labs that look for the proteins and peptides and snake venom, you'll find key cobra venom in it and the peptides found in it. And all these people need to be prosecuted, taken to prison, thrown in prison, Massively removed from this planet, all of them do. Okay, I have a question. I know you testified recently um, with Dr. Reiner Fulmick. Is this information being brought from people worldwide, and it, will this re- end up in the in the Hague in the World Court where they did Nuremberg trials after World War II? They will. I privately messaged Reiner Fulmick, and I haven't heard back from him yet because I know I want to bring this to him. Uh, but he's busy doing the tribunals and everything else right now worldwide, so he doesn't know it yet. But the whole world's finding out this week uh, that uh, I know this is what this is. Okay. Are you aware of anybody that has not only been indicted, but has been fully prosecuted and found fully guilty and will be military, will be executed via tribunal for these crimes against humanity? I have not been told yet. No. Okay. But this we needs expect to happen. It, it needs to happen. Will. Yes, it does. It needs to happen. This is a biblical war on there's just, there's, I know we could, I could, I, you, people come into your home right now, so I don't want to keep you longer, but this is explosive. <laughs> So I need you to know something. This is not new. The designation COVID-19, I'm not even joking, in the Wall Street Journal, it was listed on a Wall Street Journal article. They said the naming of the pandemic is significant. The Latin definition of virus is specific and important in the designation of this pandemic is what it says in the Wall Street Journal. And it goes on to say that the Latin definition of virus historically means venom. Wow. So coronavirus was the early on pandemic name. Coronavirus literally meant corona venom. I want everyone here to go to dictionary.com and type in the definition of corona. If you type in the definition of corona, it pulls up with a list of 13 known definitions, of which one of them is ecclesiastical. Guess what corona means in religion? It has a symbolic meaning. It's the gold ribbon around the base of what's called a mitre. I didn't even know what a mitre was. Guess what a mitre is? Do you even know? It's the Pope's hat that he wears. It's the gold ribbon around the base of his hat. It literally can read in Latin, which the Roman Catholic Church loves the Latin religion. In Latin, coronavirus actually means the Pope's crown hat venom. It also can mean crown. Check this out. Corona also means a crown. 
symbolically, so, crowns are representative of a king. king it could be Great king Britain. venom, and it could be king cobra venom from the beginning, right? So just so you know, there's a huge, I believe, ecclesiastical and religious plot here. I think this whole COVID-19 thing is what it is. I believe COVID-19 as designation, CO is representative of cobra, V for cove, C, V-O-V, V is venom, D, I believe is death, cobra venom death, 19. They just made a word out of it and called it COVID. I mean, that's just my speculation. The 19 is not the designation for the year 2019. It, 19 is the number of toxins in cobra venom that were determined by Genentech, bought by Gilead in 2011, and did all the research on key cobra venom and isolated the 19. But just so you know, I do not find it ironic that Dr. Brian Fry in Australia in 2005 was able to isolate the gene sequences of viper venoms and came up with 19 specific neurotoxins in viper venom. And in the same year, SARS-CoV-1 is unleashed on the world. You don't think they've done this twice? They figured out hydroxychloroquine worked best against SARS-CoV-1. I bet it was the same thing. And they figured out hydroxychloroquine blocked the effects of the venom in SARS-CoV-1. That's why Anthony Fauci said 15 years later in 2020, you can't use it against SARS-CoV-2. Right. It's just an accentuation. The first plan was 2005. So uh, anyway, Dr. Artis, quickly, uh, the, the best courses of treatment, if you've been vaccinated, if you've been put on remdesivir, if you've drank something and you've got it in the water or whatever, what are the solutions to, you know, combat this? Yeah, great question. So number one, uh, zinc is number one. Cobra venom in remdesivir and in crate venom, it ties to what are called zinc ion receptors. So take lots of zinc, it binds to that. Hydroxychloroquine, best drug we know to block it. Ivermectin also works. Uh, that's also phenomenal. I will tell you, if you've received the vaccines, you received the shots, you've gotten remdesivir, you have long hauler syndrome, it was already proven and shown that for crate venom, cobra venom, envenomation or poisoning, there's an herb called cowhage, C-O-W-H-A-G-E. Uh, Macuna purines is its name. Get the liquid extract, take a dropper full morning and evening. It helps to negate and remove that from your body. And everyone who's taken the mRNA vacines needs to be taking N-acetylcysteine. All of you should. Uh, mm-hmm. Go to the thedrartistshow.com and buy it there. Use the promo code SEAL10. It doesn't matter. Go get it somewhere. You have to get on this. We know it stops the blood clotting effects of the mRNA snake venom peptides that are in that shot that are causing you to have microclots all throughout your body. You have to get on those four things. And, Zinc, and water. And make, sure you're, make sure you're not drinking tap water. Avoid tap water like the plague. They can poison other water or sources. For now, just make sure you're avoiding that and try to use reverse osmosis filtering. Reverse. Now, mm-hmm. what about a Berkey? No bueno? No, those are, those, anything is better than nothing. So, yes, okay. please use something. Just not straight tap water. Okay. Dr. Artis. Thank you very much. This is incredible what you've uncovered. And uh, I actually going to tell you, I believe 100% of what you're saying, because you've shown all the open source evidence. You've shown dozens and dozens of documents, and it all corroborates exactly what you're explaining. I just want to say not medical advice. This video is... It will be executed via tribunal for these crimes against humanity? I have not been told yet, no. Okay. But this we expect to happen. it will. It needs to happen. Yes, it does. It needs to happen. This is a biblical war on there's just there's I know we could I could I, you people come into your home right now. So I don't want to keep you longer, but this is explosive. So I need you to know something. This is not new. The designation COVID-19. I'm not even joking. 
in the Wall Street Journal. It was listed on a Wall Street Journal article. They said the naming of the pandemic is significant. The Latin definition of virus is specific and important in the designation of this pandemic is what it says in the Wall Street Journal. And it goes on to say that the Latin definition of virus historically means venom. Wow. So coronavirus was the early on pandemic name. Coronavirus literally meant corona venom. I want everyone here to go to dictionary.com and type in the definition of corona. If you type in the definition of corona, it pulls up with a list of 13 known definitions, of which one of them is ecclesiastical. Guess what corona means in religion? It has a symbolic meaning. It's the gold ribbon around the base of what's called a mitre. I didn't even know what a mitre was. Guess what a mitre is? Do you even know? It's the Pope's hat that he wears. It's the gold ribbon around the base of his hat. It literally can read in Latin, which the Roman Catholic Church loves the Latin religion. In Latin, coronavirus actually means the Pope's crown hat venom. It also can mean crown. Check this out. Corona also means a crown. Symbolically, crown. crowns are representative of a king. king. It could be Great king Britain. venom, and it could be king cobra venom from the beginning, right? So just so you know, there's a huge, I believe, ecclesiastical and religious plot here. I think this whole COVID-19 thing is what it is. I believe COVID-19 as designation, C-O is representative of cobra, V for cove, C, V-O-V, V is venom, D, I believe, is death. Cobra Venom Death 19. They just made a word out of it and called it COVID. I mean, that's just my speculation. The 19 is not the designation for the year 2019. It, 19 is the number of toxins in Cobra Venom that were determined by Genentech, bought by Gilead in 2011, and did all the research on key Cobra Venom and isolated the 19. But just so you know, I do not find it ironic that Dr. Brian Fry in Australia in 2005, was able to isolate the gene sequences of viper venoms and came up with 19 specific neurotoxins in viper venom. And in the same year, SARS-CoV-1 is unleashed on the world. Yeah. You don't think they've done this twice? They figured out hydroxychloroquine worked best against SARS-CoV-1. I bet it was the same thing. And they figured out hydroxychloroquine blocked the effects of the venom in SARS-CoV-1. That's why Anthony Fauci said 15 years later in 2020, you can't use it against SARS-CoV-2. Right. It's just an accentuation. The first plan was 2005. So uh, anyway. Dr. Artis, quickly, uh, the, the best courses of treatment, if you've been vaccinated, if you've been put on remdesivir, if you drank something and you got it in the water or whatever, what are the solutions to, for, you know, combat this? Yeah, great question. So number one, uh, zinc is number one. Cobra venom in remdesivir and in crate venom, it ties to what are called zinc ion receptors. So take lots of zinc, it binds to that. Hydroxychloroquine, best drug we know to block it. Ivermectin also works. Uh, that's also phenomenal. I will tell you, if you've received the vaccines, you received the shots, you've gotten remdesivir, you have long haulers syndrome, it was already proven and shown that for crate venom, cobra venom, envenomation or poisoning, there's an herb called cowhage, C-O-W-H-A-G-E. Uh, Macuna purines is its name. Get the liquid extract, take a dropper full morning and evening. It helps to negate and remove that from your body. And everyone who's taken the mRNA vacines needs to be taking N-acetylcysteine. All of you should. 
Uh, go to thedrartistshow.com and buy it there. Use the promo code SEAL10. It doesn't matter. Go get it somewhere. You have to get on this. We know it stops the blood clotting effects of the mRNA snake venom peptides that are in that shot that are causing you to have microclots all throughout your body. You have to get on those four things. And Zinc. And water. And make, sure you're, make sure you're not drinking tap water. Avoid tap water like the plague. They can poison other water or sources. For now, just make sure you're avoiding that and try to use reverse osmosis filtering. Reverse that. Now, mm-hmm. what about a Berkey? No bueno? A no, those are, anything is better than nothing. So, yes, okay. please use something. Just not straight tap water. Okay. Dr. Artis, thank you very much. This is incredible what you've uncovered. And uh, I actually going to tell you I believe 100% of what you're saying because you've shown all the open source evidence. You've shown dozens and dozens of documents. And it all corroborates exactly what you're explaining. I just want to say not medical advice. This video is just to relay the alarm being sounded by Dr. Artis. We have some more videos that we're going to watch here. Let's see if they mention anything else. Social distancing thing? I actually think social distancing is another way of saying social justice, which is the mission of the Order of the Jesuits. Social justice is their entire plan. Social justice, social distance. Doesn't it sound very similar? And then they put in the six foot between people. I've tried to figure out for two years now why they came up with the six feet thing. There's no evidence or scientific proof behind it. Do you want to know what it hit me the other night? It hit me the other night. Why does they chose six feet? Why? When, when they say, when someone says, I'm going to bury you, how deep? Six feet. How deep do they bury dead people? Six feet. Six feet. It is always six feet. Now you see markers all over the floors of hotels, airports, uh, everywhere. Six feet, six feet, six feet. They are burying you and planning on burying a whole bunch of you six feet under. And this is just a way of making sure that all those that are in power know the plan. It's to bury you six feet under. It's to create social justice under this idea of climate change and destroying the world. And we are destroying the resources of the planet. So we have to wipe out a whole bunch of the population of the earth. And they're doing it under this guise of SARS-CoV-2 and COVID-19. Do you believe President Trump is aware of this? Uh, yes, I believe he's been aware of it the whole time, unfortunately. And anybody who would say he brought remdesivir and it was a therapeutic that works, which he said in December of 2021, uh, he should know better. And he should know that the vaccines are killing people worldwide. Uh, these are, uh, there's no way he doesn't know, in my opinion, unfortunately. So if he doesn't know, I would love to meet with him and bring him all the evidence there because he needs to be waking up but uh, I'm actually convinced it's the opposite, unfortunately. In fact, in the show, season four, episode 15, they referenced that the, the venom actually was sourced from the state of Pennsylvania. This is significant. The University of Pennsylvania is where the two scientists that are being awarded world recognition for creating these mRNA vaccines for COVID-19 mm-hmm. came from David Wiseman and Cataline, these two people. They're at the University of Pennsylvania. Guess where Donald Trump went to school? The University yeah. of Pennsylvania yeah. and Fordham University, which is a Jesuit university. Anthony Fauci, Jesuit. Uh, Joseph Biden went to Fordham University, Jesuit. Georgetown. Remember at Georgetown, Anthony Fauci in 2017? By the end of this administration, we're going to see a, a pandemic come out before this administration's over in the next four years. Uh, they all know it. Georgetown is a huge Jesuit university. This has all been a huge plot. Anyway, Pennsylvania has a huge play in this. And just so you know, a scientist in May of 2020 was murdered when he was sequencing the spike protein of SARS-CoV-2 at the University of Pittsburgh, and he uncovered 
that the spike protein was actually venom from the common crate and the Chinese cobra. And he was about to announce a press conference, and he was murdered. And in Pennsylvania, a researcher working on very significant findings towards understanding the CCP virus was found dead with several gunshot wounds. Police believe it was a homicide, and the suspect appears to have killed himself afterward. NTD's Miguel Moreno has more on the case. 37-year-old Bing Lu was found dead in his Ross Township home on May 2nd. The University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine said the researcher was on the verge of making very significant findings related to the CCP virus. Seven bullets to his chest, three to his head, and then a colleague, friend of his, was murdered outside in his car with one bullet to his brain. And the whole media, mass media, smeared it as a lover's triangle quarrel, double murder, suicide. No, it wasn't. This guy figured out that it was a massive envenomating and poisoning with snake venom, which was SARS-CoV-2. The spike protein is venom from snakes, common crate, and the cobra. His name is Bing Lu, and I will not allow his memory to not be recalled. And I have to tell you, before I, before I end this interview, uh, when I tell you God has been inspiring me, my wife and I went to a Chinese restaurant a week ago. I don't okay. eat Chinese food hardly ever, probably in five years. And uh, she got a fortune cookie out of a big old bucket. The scientist's name at the University of Pittsburgh that was murdered, his name is Bing Lu. Jane picks out two fortune cookies out of a massive bucket, puts one in front of her plate, one in front of mine. She opens hers, then I open mine. What was on the back has bothered me ever since. This is just two weeks ago. I want you to look at the names on the back of this, the two names on the back of this fortune cookie. Bing Lu. Bing Lu. When I saw it, I knew God is telling me and directing me to make sure the world knows the truth. They are massively trying to murder you with snake venom peptides synthesized or just straight cobra venom in the case of remdesivir, I believe. And then the mRNA has been created for decades. They've been isolating mRNA since 1984 from snakes and cobras and found out they can use them and inject them and get it to your, into your DNA. It is changing your DNA. This is what they're doing. Every aspect of COVID, COVID symptoms, remdesivir poisoning in hospitals, and the vaccine side effects. Do you think? Every single one of them can be correlated to snake venom poisoning. What about all the other vaccines that we've given our kids and we've actually taken over the years, including polio and DTaP and, and everything? I actually believe now, I'm convinced, that when they say in the Wall Street Journal in February 2020, the Latin term for virus originally and historically means venom, I actually believe there's been an orchestrated attempt to convince the world that viruses exist when, in fact, they're injecting you with venom of snakes. I'm not kidding. I actually think they've been, they're, they're actually isolating venom peptides and have been for decades since 1956, by the way. I have proof. Uh, they've been isolating these things, and they can inject it into you and cause diseases they know of. An employment yeah. on a virus, something you can't see. Everybody's got to get a flu shot every year. Oh, man, they died of pneumonia. Oh, man, they're dying of Alzheimer's. Oh, really? That's what snake venom does. So I actually believe every time from now on, every time I read the word virus, just implant venom. In my case, that's what I'm going to do. And then I'm going to go research it to find out if it's true or not. And that's exactly what I would say right now. I would avoid all vaccines in the future. I actually believe the two V's in remdesivir and Vecplory, which is the brand name, those two V's represent venom. Ironically, I also think it represents the Vatican. I also think, uh, unfortunately, I think all of it is related to 
a religious attempt to destroy us. Comernity, the name of the Pfizer vaccine, is an anagram for Roman city. How interesting. So let's go to the next video I wanted to play. This is straight off of HR report, Health Ranger report on Brightian, which is Mike Adams' channel and platform. I'm a big fan of Mike Adams' work. This is a great interview, and it's only part one of three. So we have two more of these fantastic installments to look forward to. And you can find this on brightian.com slash HR report, I believe. Let's watch. This is Getting Out. The truth shall prevail. And I want to appreciate all of you and say thank you for watching today, and feel free to share this interview on other platforms as well. In fact, the more we distribute this interview, the better it is for humanity. Dr. Brian Artis, it is always an honor to speak with you. Welcome to the studio. Uh, I'm so excited to be here, actually. Your studio is awesome, and uh, I really do love the opportunity to participate with TV. and thank you for all you do for providing oh. uncensorable material well, for a lot of us. Well, that's our specialty is, is not getting censored, of course, but you are awesome in your work and your show and what you've been doing. I just want to thank you because you have helped inform so many people that, you know, allegedly you're now on Big Pharma's uh, hit list to some people for them to try to take down or silence. So we want to offer you uh, prayers and blessings for your protection. We know you're safe here, but, you know, be safe as you're moving around out there. Yeah, I really do appreciate that. And supposedly I'm at the top of that list per Dr. Zev Zelenko, right? Wow. Wait, so Brian Artis, number one. Supposedly right number there. one. So I'll tell you what. What we're about to go over and what has shortly been disclosed to some people, we're trying to reach this to as many audiences as people around the world because this information is relevant to the entire world and not everybody watches every platform. So uh, you actually are the first person I came and talked to about this ever. Oh, wow. Wow. But that ever. was all a private conversation. Now you're very, ready to share it publicly. That was a very private personal conversation because I was worried about the things that I was uncovering yeah. and I wanted your input, uh, knowing some of your background and, there's just very few people I thought I could trust with this information out of the gate. Well, you were the first. There's very few people who can freak me out with information, and you're one of those people because <laughs> when you told me what you had found, I was freaking out. And, again, I'm hard to freak out because I've been through a lot. But let's just jump into it, okay? Mm -hmm. I just want to remind you, and for those of you watching, you know, this, we're going to have your slides on the screen behind you. And I'm, I'm actually the slide controller today. But you tell me, you know, when to go next, and, and we're also going to put these in the video so people can read them. Is this going to be available as some kind of a downloadable PDF as well? We, can make, it that, we can make it that way on our site. Okay. Uh, and, uh, uh, give a, give out your website for the audience. So my website is thedrardisshow.com, thedrardisshow.com. Got Doctors it. just shorten to DR. Okay, perfect. We'll make sure that's there. All right, well, um, where do we begin? All right, so... For anybody who's already seen somewhat of the story, something happened on December 1st of 2021. We're in the beginning of April of 2022, so this only happened about four months ago. Uh, I received a text from a medical doctor that you know, I know, I won't say his name here, but he sent me a text that appeared to be very random to me and totally unrelated to COVID. Uh, but this is what happened, so I want to tell the story. I went on an interview on InfoWars, and I was being interviewed by Kate Daly, who's a great host, 
sometimes comes in there and co-hosts for InfoWars other shows. She'd asked me to come on and actually talk about monoclonal antibodies and my thoughts on monoclonal antibodies. And I agreed to do it. I had these six studies that I just received actually from another doctor I really love and admire and trust. And my viewpoints on monoclonal antibodies based on those research studies were, I have concerns long-term about the use of these monoclonal antibodies because the studies I had received all were saying the monoclonal antibodies were being derived from cancer cells of the spleens of pigs. Right. And I remember thinking, why in the world would we inject that into a human being without knowing what the long-term possible mutagenic or carcinogenic effects might occur? So I was on InfoWars just bad-mouthing monoclonal antibodies. I mean, I was, like, based on these research studies. My concern was not that people with COVID-19 were being treated with it and they were surviving. The truth was, for me at the time, 99.997% of all people were surviving COVID anyway. It really doesn't matter what you use for early treatment. So the early treatment options, you should be weighing the risk and benefits. Well, of course, yeah. Because what if there's long-term negative results of monoclonal antibodies? Right. So this interview I did. As a result, this medical doctor sent me a text after he had been notified that I was bad-mouthing an early treatment for COVID that was working and this individual was using with a 100% success rate with COVID. He had sent me a text, and this is what the text said. Now, I hadn't talked to him in weeks. He just sent me this text, and it said, hey, Dr. Artis, if you got bit by a rattlesnake, would you go to a hospital and get antivenom? Now, the truth is, I didn't see the text until December 18th. So it was like two and a half weeks later. In between that period... I saw this doctor at a speaking event, and he walks right up to me as I see him, and he goes, hey, Dr. Artis, can you do me a favor from now on? When you go into the media, can you just continue to encourage people to stay away from hospitals and just seek early treatment instead of talking on early treatments? (laughs) I was like, I was trying to shut down your speech on being critical about any kind of these treatments. Right. I knew he wanted me to not talk about monoclonal antibodies. He must have been told about the interview on InfoWars. Okay. Because he said it was creating conflict for people that knew him and were sending people to him to do monoclonal antibodies, but they respected me, respected him, and it, they thought that was a conflicting I see. scenario. Well, so, I would say people start with vitamin D. You start with the simple things, right. zinc, you know. I agree. Like, <laughs> but I do have great respect for this guy. So when he came to me, I looked at him and I said, Yes, I can do that. I can continue to push people to early treatment because by far, early treatment options are way safer than going into a hospital and getting remdesivir and being vented to death. So anything is better than going there. So I I reasoned that real quick and told him that. It was about a week after I saw him, I went to go send him a text when I see this text from December 1st that reads, hey, Dr. Artis, if you got bit by a rattlesnake, would you go get antivenom? And I remember looking at the text bewildered because what does this got to do with COVID? Like nothing. So when I say it changed my whole life, when I actually read this text, this is what happened. I knew this guy admired, used, and had success with monoclonal antibodies, but I didn't know anything about being bit by snakes. I didn't know anything about antivenom. So I was trying to figure out why he sent me this text. I didn't respond to him. I just looked at the text two weeks later and I was trying to reason in my mind why would why would he send me this text? First thing I knew I had to figure out was 
he knows I would say yes to that question. Like inherently, I would go, of course, I'm going to go get anti-venom if I get bit by a rattlesnake. I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, I would want anti-venom. I don't know if I'm going to die. I would go get anti-venom. I knew he knew I would say yes. So I had to know what he was trying to trigger me to say yes to. Yeah, because the metaphor that he is then describing is basically saying that COVID is like a snake venom and that the monoclonal antibodies are anti-venom. That's what he was trying to no, actually, that, that is not what I thought, actually. Oh, okay. This is what happened to me. I was like, anti-venom? What is it about anti-venom? I don't know. So I had to go look it up. I was like, what, are, what is anti-venom made from? Or what is anti-venom? Only to learn online. Remember, I'm a chiropractor, acupuncturist. I didn't know this. Only to learn online that anti-venom is monoclonal antibodies or polyclonal antibodies. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. So all of a sudden, I was like, oh, this is why he sent me this text was to get me to say, you would trust monoclonal antibodies if you got bit by a snake. And I was like, well, yes, I would. <gasps> was I wrong? All of a sudden, I was like, wait a minute, am I wrong to trust monoclonal antibodies? And Mike, I, 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 cannot, even, I cannot even exaggerate. I actually went into my shower, where my think tank, I literally was in there for like an hour, just standing in the water, my hands up against the wall, and I am going through everything related to monoclonal antibodies that I thought I was right about. And it created this whirlwind rabbit hole of research for the next four months, which has led to what we're going to unveil today. This is how it went. I'm in the shower and I'm like, monoclonal antibodies, monoclonal antibodies are antivenom, and antivenom is a source of monoclonal antibodies. Then immediately I thought, does the CDC, the NIH, or the FDA recommend monoclonal antibodies for COVID? Because that's what the doctor's using it for. And all of a sudden I realized, no, they have not been encouraging people to use monoclonal antibodies. In fact, now in January of this year, just a few months later, they've now banned the majority of all monoclonal antibodies from the entire country for COVID-19. So I started to, in middle of December realizing while I was in the shower that the CDC, NIH, and FDA all say do not use monoclonal antibodies. They don't want any early treatment. They just want you to go into the hospital and get remdesivir. There is no other early treatments they're really encouraging. I then realized also that there was a truth for me already established. I didn't trust anything the FDA, CDC, or NIH has been saying surrounding COVID. In fact, it's almost the opposite. They tell you to go get remdesivir. I keep telling people don't do it. They keep saying to do it. Then they tell you not to seek early treatment. They tell you not to use monoclonal antibodies. And I keep saying you should be doing the opposite of whatever they say. So immediately when I realized that they, those federal health agencies, have been banning and punishing doctors for using monoclonal antibodies and now since have taken it away from everybody, I wondered if there was a truth behind could it possibly be that if monoclonal antibodies are a source or form of an antivenom or, or made as an antivenom, is it possible that the monoclonal antibodies are working with COVID-19 because there might be a venom component to COVID-19? And in my 50 minutes or so or hour or so of being in the shower, I mean, I went through everything related to COVID in an hour. My next thought was, there's a quick way to see if there's ever been any discussion or maybe even a truth behind that COVID-19 could be related to snakes or snake venom that would warrant 
the FDA, CDC, and NIH not wanting you to use monoclonal antibodies. Okay? This is where my brain went. So all I decided was is, you know, every time I talk about remdesivir, anytime Paul Merrick from FLCCC.net talks about monoclonal antibodies, even with Senator Ron Johnson, they fact check our claims. USA Today and Associated Press has done it with me. Med, Medscape and MedPages did it with uh, Paul Merrick. They always will fact check things that are actually true to divert individuals back to the narrative they want you to see in the media. Yes. So the very first thing I thought was is, I'm going to get out of the shower and I'm going to go see, was there any reference early on that the possible origins of SARS-CoV-2 that they now designate the disease process as COVID-19, could it possibly be that snakes were ever a thought or a published possible source for SARS-CoV-2? And you mean that it, that it was a cross-species infection? That it, it grew in snakes or it spread in snakes? Oh, I wanted to know what. Spread to humans? Or what are you saying? Yeah, so what I've heard nonstop for the last two years is it's cross contamination from, from bats, bats to right. humans, That's right? What we've so, heard, or, or pangolins, as you have <laughs> so, here. So, really, all I wanted to know was is it true then that there was ever a reference in the media that snakes could have been a source that they were trying to figure it out? And then was it ever fact checked? That's what I wanted to know. Okay. Like, was okay. it ever fact checked? Because nonstop for two years, all I've heard about is bats. Yeah, everyone's okay talking about bats. It comes from bats. Comes yeah. from, everybody's allowed to talk about bats. Well, bats but, are mammals. But did so. they ever, ever look at snakes? So this set me down a, uh, a huge rabbit hole that at times has been scary, anxiety-creating. And uh, it's time to show you what I learned and okay. what I figured out. Okay, well, so, let's do it. So you've got the clicker. Yep, let's do it. We're on slide one. This is slide one here. So what we're going to do is we're just going to show you what I've learned. So at the top of these slides, you will see a date, actually a month and a year. This is very early on in the pandemic, January 2020. This is in Healthline Magazine online. And it actually says, where did the new coronavirus come from? Potentially a bat, snake, or pangolin. And I remember reading this one article. It's the first one I pulled up. And I remember thinking, they actually thought it might come from snakes? Like, I never knew this. I never saw this. Uh -huh. I wasn't paying attention to this early on. Remember, my whole thing with COVID started in May of 2020. So by the time this came out, I was five months late. Okay. This was in January. And you'll see on the right-hand side of the article, fact-checked by <laughs> Kay yeah, Castle. And I was like, oh, my gosh, they did fact-check this. Okay, great. Let's go to the next slide. Inside this article on Healthline, this is what we see. Read this here. A new study found the virus may have originated in bats and then spread to humans via a snake or pangolin. Next slide. So the snakes could have been carriers and transmitters is what they're, what they're saying. That is what they're saying. Okay. All right. So then this professor, Shin, Shin Yongi, maybe you can pronounce it better, a professor with the university, a member of the research team, told the Zinhu News Service that although previous research found the novel coronavirus originated in bats, the animals hibernate in the winter, making it unlikely that they caused this current outbreak. I found that interesting because when was the first supposed Sick people with COVID. It was in October of 2019, right? In the winter. Next slide. This is on CNN Health, January 2020. Snakes could be the source of the Wuhan coronavirus outbreak. As I'm reading through these, I'm like, no way. I had no idea that anyone even mentioned it. All right, so here we go. Next slide. This is very important. This still applies even today, right now. CNN Health on this website, on, on their site in January 2020. Snakes, the Chinese crate and the Chinese cobra 
may be the original source of the newly discovered coronavirus that's triggered an outbreak of a deadly infectious respiratory illness in China this winter. Really? Next slide. But when the researchers performed a more detailed bioinformatics analysis of the sequence of SARS-CoV-2, it suggests that this coronavirus might have come from snakes. Interesting. Next. Still in the same article. So did it transfer from bats to snakes is what they're saying. The researchers used an analysis of the protein codes favored by the new coronavirus and compared it to the protein codes from coronaviruses, Mike. They found it in different animal hosts like birds, snakes, marmots, hedgehogs, mantis, bats, and humans. Surprisingly, they found that the protein codes in the SARS-CoV-2 virus are most similar to those used in snakes. Next okay, slide. Interesting. Here comes the fact check-in. Ready? No. Science news reports in the same month. No. Snakes probably aren't the source of the new coronavirus in China yet. Let's go in the article. Based on similarities between the virus's codons, do you know what a codon is? Sequence of three nucleic acids on either mRNA, RNA, or DNA chain. Three nucleic acids. Based on the similarities between the virus's codons and those of its potential animal hosts, quote, snake is the most probable wildlife animal reservoir for the 2019 SARS-CoV-2. The researchers write. And then they say, we and his team suggest a virus from the mini-banded crate, or Chinese cobra, may have combined with a bat virus, and spark the new outbreak. SciTech Daily, same month. Look what they even call it. Snake pneumonia? Snake pneumonia. Are you kidding me? No. Snake, look at January 22nd, 2020. Coronavirus outbreak in China traced to snakes by genetic analysis. Really? Finally, the team uncovered evidence in this article that the SARS-CoV-2 likely resided in snakes before being transmitted to humans. Recombination with the viral receptor binding protein may have allowed for cross-species transmission, like you mentioned a second ago. Is that what they were expecting? From snakes to humans. I don't know how many snakes cough on people to give them their infection. <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. Who's hanging out with snakes? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Results derived from our evolutionary analysis or origin analysis suggest for the first time that snake is the most probable wildlife animal reservoir for this 2019 SARS-CoV-2. Is this surprising to you? Did you know this? Well, this is really shocking because this has been erased, really, from any discussion. No one about the origins. About right. No, it was always bats or it was just random animals, pangolins, what have you. All right, next one. <laughs> next slide. Marmots, that's a surprise. You've got to stay away from those marmots, man. <laughs> and hedgehogs. And hedgehogs, yeah. Humans are playing around with hedgehogs too often. All right, so in the same month, this is what they are referencing in these articles is what they suggested the original origins of SARS-CoV-2 came from snakes. They compared it to bats. I'm going to take you into this because there's aspects of this research study that everyone needs to know because it is very clear from this one study that snakes are the origin of SARS-CoV-2. Wait a minute. Doesn't this mean that the gain-of-function research could have maybe taken something from snakes and then augmented it? Oh, yes. Is that where this is going? Yep. That's exactly where it's going. Wow. Which is not what anyone has been told. Right. All right, so January of 2020, published, Origin of COVID-19, Cross-Species Transmission of the Newly Identified Coronavirus. Remember, I knew none of this until December of 2021. Okay. Next slide. Here we go. Inside the body of this uh, research study, 
two types of snakes containing the Bungaro multisinctus, which is the mini-branded or mini-banded crate, and then the Chinese cobra were used for RSCU analysis, where they're actually getting their gene sequences and comparing it to SARS-CoV-2. Squared Euclidean distance between the 2019 SARS-CoV-2 and the crate was 13.54. The distance between SARS-CoV-2 and another snake, which is Naja Naja Atro, which is the king cobra, is 16.69. And for those for people watching, the lower that number, the more similar the genetic code is. That's exactly right. Yeah. I did not know this. I had oh, to learn yeah. all this. Well, Euclidean distance is squared. Yeah. <laughs> I love hanging Ge- out with geometry. geometry yeah. <laughs> I really okay. had no idea what that meant. I was like, what in the world is that? Yeah, so anyway, what, what they're saying is that this is the most sim- similar genetic uh, sequence that they could find. Exactly right. Snakes. Yep. And then they okay. actually compared it to a whole bunch of animals like hedgehogs and manis and uh-huh. humans. Even. Right, right. And they actually plot on the graph here. Next slide. Okay. Oh, wow. They actually and there plot. there it is. I see. Wow. They plot which one it's most identical to. Bungaroo, or Bungarus, is the crate snake. Wow. Cobra, and then bats, and then chickens. It looks like a polar bear. I don't know what that that's, is. That's the marmot right there, yeah. <laughs> and then the human, hedgehogs, and whatever else. Wow. When I saw this, I couldn't believe it because that's, this is not what we've been told. We have been told it is bats, and they keep directing people to bats. Fauci in May of 2020 is right. talking about the source of the bat. Okay, just want everybody to see that. This summary in the conclusion, we're going to spend a few minutes on because there's a few statements in here that people need to know the definition for. When I say that I am confident that the origins of SARS-CoV-2 is from snakes? This tells you it is. So here we go. In summary, the results derived from our evolutionary analysis suggest that SARS-CoV-2 has most similar genetic information with bat coronavirus and has most similar codon usage bias with snake. Now, Hmm. I am not a geneticist, but the very last part of this sentence says, SARS-CoV-2 has most similar codon usage bias with snake. Mm-hmm. Next slide. First, I had to know what's know a codon. This is going, yes. What's a codon? Because I didn't know. I was like, what's a codon? So I went to the National Institutes of Health, their Genome Research Institute. All right. Codon, you'll see down here at the bottom. This is a sequence like on an mRNA chain. It's three nucleic acids clumped together in order. It explains to you what it is. Now, that's what a codon is, just a sequence of three nucleic acids. Now, codon usage bias is the term I wanted to know. I just copied codon usage bias. Next slide. Now I want to know what in the world does codon usage bias mean? You can see it behind me. I'll read it to you. This is uh, published in November 2021. Codon usage bias reflects the origin mutation patterns, and evolution of the species or genes. Just read up to the first comma. Codon usage bias reflects the origin. If we go to the slide I was just at, next slide. What we just read was, last part of the sentence, SARS-CoV-2 has the most similar codon usage bias with snakes. Yes. So we know its origin is most similar and connected to snake origin. And 
allow me to just explain to your audience as well. Different species have a different tendency of the way they arrange their genetic code. That's what codons are. So the same goals genetically can be accomplished with many different codon patterns. So what you're pointing out here is that the, the usage, the codon usage bias indicates snake as the origin. I want to tell people that's a fingerprint. That's actually a fingerprint because those codon sequences can't come from humans because human DNA isn't encoded the same way. It's very far from snake DNA because, you know, reptiles versus mammals and, you know, the whole evolutionary history and whatever. But this is, this is bombshell that you have here. This is January of 2020. Wow. The first month of the pandemic, supposedly, in America, or reference even in America. All right, let's go to the next slide. Now it's time to get into, is there any talks I wanted to know in 20? I'm just going to go into this, ready? Is this the same slide? Uh, same phospholipase enzymes? It is. Okay, great. So this is in January of 2021. We are now going to piece together the entire narrative of COVID-19. When I say, and I want to go ahead and introduce this now, there isn't an aspect of COVID-19, its symptoms as a disease or an infection, none of the symptoms or side effects of remdesivir, none of the side effects or adverse events, serious or minor, from the mRNA vaccines that cannot be linked to snake venom poisoning. Whoa. All of it is related, and I'm going to show you. Okay, so wait a second. All of the <laughs> this, is, this is a huge bombshell. So you're saying if you look at the neurological symptoms, the blood clotting, oh, my gosh, blood clotting, that's how snake venom destroys tissue. It clots the blood. Exactly right. And snake venom is a protein. It's a very long, large protein, and that's what causes the tissue necrosis, right? You get bit by a rattlesnake, yes. it's tissue necrosis, and that's what's happening to people who are getting the vaccine. Exactly right. Well, Trust me, by the time we're done with this interview, every aspect of COVID, oh even God. beyond our other interviews I've done so far, you're gonna see even more evidence to support every aspect of what they tell you is SARS-CoV-2 viral infection, everything they call a side effect that led to mortality from COVID-19 in hospitalized patients, which is with remdesivir, every side effect listed by the FDA the CDC, the NIH, NVAERS, CMS data, all of it can be tied directly to snake venom poisoning. Okay, Dr. Artis, okay, now you got my brain running because this means that the mRNA gene therapy alterations are injecting people with instructions to manufacture snake venom in their own cells. So their bodies are snake venom factories. That's exactly what's going on. And the two individuals who created the mRNA vaccines work at the University of Pennsylvania, David Weissman and a lady named Catalina. They have since 2011 been taking mRNA from snake venom and figuring out how to inject it into the cells and into the DNA of cow's cells. And they use venom mRNA to do it. And I'm going to show you that's what they're doing right now. And yes, when they talk about replicating spike proteins, no, no, you're replicating snake venom peptides or proteins. And it just continues to replicate throughout your body. But then this also explains why monoclonal antibodies then work. Exactly. 
because there's an anti-venom. Yes, and I am not one who's going to sit back and go, I was wrong, or I wasn't wrong about anything. I'm always right. I immediately knew, even in the shower, if I go and find information that anti-venom is monoclonal antibodies, I was wrong in my speaking because monoclonal antibodies would work. Do you know how they actually make monoclonal antibodies and antivenom for most snake venom? No, I don't. They take the venom of a snake in a syringe and they shoot it into a horse. And then they collect the blood from the horse, extract the antibodies that the horse made against the actual venom, uh-huh. and that's monoclonal antibodies they inject into you as antivenom. I'm about to show you evidence that they did this with COVID-19, supposed virus proteins. Okay. It's you're, pretty you're, you're blowing my mind again. Yes, I am. All right, all right. so here we go. When it comes to all the side effects related to SARS-CoV-2 infection that individuals deal with, this, this term called phospholipase enzymes are noted as a premier marker or indicator of SARS-CoV-2 infection. Okay? You've got the virus inside of you. Now your body's elevating these phospholipase enzymes. This is in January of 2021. Phospholipase enzymes as potential biomarker for SARS-CoV-2 virus. Let's okay. go on. Now, in the same article, it says that these phospholipase, among them, SPLA2 phospholipase A2 is the first discovered group of phospholipase enzymes, which was discovered in a component of cobra venom. This is where they found this stuff. Go back to the screen before. It actually says phospholipase enzymes are potential biomarkers for SARS-CoV-2, but this were originally discovered in cobra venom. Isn't that crazy? All right. Let's keep reading the parts I've actually highlighted. Lapidae and viper family snakes having SPLAT group 1A, 2A, 2B as the main component in snake venom. Snake venom, phospholipases, induce pathophysiological alterations in the victim by hydrolyzing phospholipids in membranes. Whoa, so cell rupturing. All the hemorrhaging yeah, you see right. in the lungs of SARS-CoV-2 oh, patients, yeah. this is exactly what it is. That. Right. The snake doesn't inject its venom into your lungs. They put it into your veins or into your bloodstream, and then it actually makes the alveoli sacs in your lungs hemorrhage. Right, which shows up on the imaging that the doctors are doing. And they're calling it what? Um, COVID pneumonia. Yeah, right, right. Like the snake pneumonia you saw up here? That's what they're seeing, actually. Unbelievable. Next slide. What is the role of this phospholipase in lung infections and related respiratory problems? Remember, they found this in cobra venom. There's some evidence that the elevated PLA2 is in patients with lung infections and respiratory problems. Pulmonary surfactant is important. By lowering surface tension along the alveolar epithelium, destruction of the surface tension will result in lung injury called acute respiratory distress syndrome. That sounds real familiar because that's what we were told. That's what we were told it was. Right. All of SARS-CoV-2 and COVID-19. Most similar to acute respiratory distress syndrome. Yes. Oh, really? But the cobra venom phospholipases does this. The same thing they just said is a biomarker for SARS-CoV-2. Wow. Oh, it gets worse. Don't worry. Here we go. Next slide. When I go through some of these, you're going to also realize why it is that the FDA, CDC, NIH, World Health Organization, United Nations all said and interjected and said, you cannot suggest nutritional supplements for COVID-19 as an early treatment because they know it works against snake venom. I'm going to show you one right here. In this same article, it says, we're talking about SARS-CoV-2 here, while both men and women have the same prevalence of SARS-CoV-2 without any gender discrimination, men are more susceptible to face more complications and deaths. 
study was evidence that the inverse correlation of SPLA2, which is found in snake venom also, activity with vitamin C concentration in COVID-19 patients. Uh Interestingly, vitamin C concentration in the blood is lower in males than in females, hence the link between increased severity in men. It also links with the severity of COVID-19 in males with the correlation of increasing SPLA2 phospholipase activity and the decrease in vitamin C content. Another study, down lower, another study was revealed that increasing rates of PLA2 were were positively correlated with not only viral loads in the patients with COVID-19, but also severity of pneumonia in non-COVID-19 patients. Therefore, it could be suggested that increased levels of this in the blood could provide insights to higher mortality was seen in patients with underlying comorbidities. Now, you've heard all along that individuals who have comorbidities are more targeted. Right. I have proof, and I can show you research like this, that these enzymes found in snake venom target the pancreas of individuals with inflammatory pancreatic disorders, which are what? Diabetes. diabetes, Any of the type of diabetes. Mm -hmm. Heart conditions or inflammatory heart issues, liver, kidneys, lung, brain. And these snake venom components target those tissues exactly. And, and this is an example point, of that. Point, I mean, this is just stunning, but I need to point out, they say that increasing levels were correlated with viral loads in patients, but how are they testing viral loads is PCR, which means they could be just spotting cells that are being killed, the exosomes of the cells. Could be. That have been destroyed by the venom. Very well could be. But do you know I have research for like 20-plus years that they've been using PCR testing? to actually sequence the genes of all snake venom research? No, didn't, did not know that. And holy cow, what are they using the whole time to look for SARS-CoV-2? The same, they're using PCR tests that are known successfully to replicate, magnify, through cycling, venom proteins and peptides. For decades they've been using it. And what if they're really just finding snake protein peptides or enzymes with a test that's done that for the last 30 years, they know. But this, this is also the ultimate bioweapon because it's something that can be blamed on animals, right? So maybe they, they took it from animals, they took it from reptiles, they augmented it with gain of function. They made it spreadable or maybe they spread it themselves, a couple of different ways to do that. And then they diagnose it, they just give it a different name. But it's the ultimate bioweapon. It's actually one of the oldest in history biological weapons it's in nature i mean poison dart frogs snake venoms i mean we've used venoms from animals for years in war i just want people to notice and recognize that this enzyme found in cobra venom in this study early on where they were talking about phospholipases in these enzymes are directly correlated to significance of covid19 and severity of covid19 and it can i can i ask you a different question i mean i'm sorry to interrupt this is this is stunning what about ivermectin why does ivermectin work? Are you going to get to that? Yep, I sure am. Okay, cool. All right. I, <laughs> I sure am. Yep, we're going to get there. Everything they told you not to use, by the way, and are yeah. punishing people, every single one of the things they say you cannot use and they're threatening doctor's licenses with is already proven to inhibit snake venom peptides and proteins. Unbelievable. And I'm talking for like 30, 40 years. Wow. Like, no for example, yeah. do you okay. know that the blood clotting effect of a snake – Snake venom, vipers, can be blocked with N-acetylcysteine, and they've known it 
for oh, years. That's why they're pulling it off the market. That's why the FDA in May of 2020 was like, this is no longer going to be sold as a um, supplement. It can now only be sold as a prescription drug. Yes, this is exactly why they did that. For example, wow. all, and when I say all of them, all the things you keep hearing, you're not allowed to use. Yeah. They actually inhibit the effects of snake venom peptides and proteins. All of them. Unreal. Very good. All right, Amazon go. pulled all the NAC off the market, too. I want you to read the title of this University of Arizona's publication. Like venom coursing through the body, researchers identify mechanism driving COVID-19 mortality. They're just, they're just telling you what it is, huh? In your face, you don't even know it. You're not even looking. Unbelievable. Like venom coursing through the body. An enzyme related to neurotoxins found in rattlesnake venom? That's the subhead. I know. All right, so let's get into the article. Ready? Oh let's gosh, see what okay. this is. All right. So this is actually the real study. I printed it, and then I highlighted some stuff. Here we go. Del Poeta and his team collected stored plasma samples and went to work analyzing medical charts and tracking down critical clinical data from 127 patients hospitalized at Stony Brook University Hospital between January and July of 2020. Okay, sorry. Here we go. Sorry about that. All right, so they collected 127 patients, you'll see, who were hospitalized at this hospital between January and July of 2020. They went through all their charts. There's also some at the Stony Brook and Banner University Medical Center in Tucson. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.